Hey everybody, welcome to a super amazing episode of the Growing with Fishes podcast. Um, this is our six year anniversary, uh, episode 283 with a guest that I have spent more time trying to find than any other guest we've ever had on the show. I can certainly say that for sure. Mr. Green. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Green. Thank you for having me, Steve. Stoked to be here. Yeah, I think uh, most of you have uh, never seen him without the, the green makeup, but uh, he was the original and as far as I'm aware, the first person on the internet to put or not even on the internet, but like to have a VHS or DVD or anything of how to grow cannabis way back in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was a uh, really, uh, you know, before YouTube, before TikTok, before Instagram, before any of this stuff that you kids have now, he was the first one. So, uh, uh, and very hard to find. I can say that for sure, <laughs> but uh, hopefully not so much anymore. So uh, we're, we're super glad to have him on. He's going to talk to us about all kinds of cool stuff, uh, his old stuff, his new book, and a whole bunch of other great things. So we'll get to that in a minute. Um, we also have uh, Marty joining us tonight. Thanks a lot for Marty. Marty also uh, helped found the show six years ago. Uh, we had our first episode tonight. So thanks for joining us, Marty. Yeah, good to see you guys. Should be a fun show. Feel me? How's it going? Yeah. See you, Marty. Uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, uh, Mr. Green. Cheers, uh, uh, Potent Ponics. Uh, nice to see everybody. Happy to be here. Happy anniversary. What a, a freaking accomplishment you guys have. Uh, six years is not a, a small task on YouTube. So cheers, guys. Uh, well done. Yeah, I can't even imagine the uh, like sheer number of hours at this point that uh, have gone into it. You know, some of those early episodes are like, you know, three, four hours long. And uh, so, yeah, I was just think sitting here, Steve and I were texting earlier thinking about like, wow, for somehow it like seems like it's not that long and also seems like it's a really long time. At the same time, I can't really like explain it, but it seems like it longer than it was and it also seems like it was shorter than it was because man a lot's happened inside that six years and we've had so many people i think that was kind of one of the things i was reflecting on too like just the sheer number of <laughs> emails that we sent out to guests uh that um or i should say steve he sent out like probably 95 percent of them um so you know big credit to steve but yeah just the sheer number of episodes and hours and hours of content and numbers of guests and panelists that have cycled through, um, you know, it's just been, uh, it's been turned into like this fun sort of like class about cannabis that just, I get to tune into whenever I feel like it. So I uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, it's, it's been a, been a long ride. Super fun. Yeah. I mean, Marty and I originally started the show, we got into a, a disagreement on, on Facebook or something. And then we realized we were the only two people smart enough to have that argument and became pretty good friends after that. And then kind of got tired of people telling us that we couldn't do aquaponics and uh, went, well, well, fuck these guys. We're going to make a podcast and teach people about it. And then we did about 70 episodes of aquaponic related stuff and realized we needed to diversify a little bit and switch to uh, living soil as well and general cannabis culture. And it's been the, an amazing ride so far. We've had, I mean, so many cool guests, including uh, many people that have since passed on, um, you know, Frenchie and um, uh, Michael McShane 
And um, who else have we had on that's that's passed on? We've had quite, uh, I think, three or four people. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting who else we've had on the show, but um, we've read quite a few people now that uh, have passed on, and uh, it's been great to have their knowledge, you know, recorded on here and and uh, sharing it with everyone so that we can continue to learn from these people and um, so many cool guests as well. I mean, we've had, I mean, every kind of guest you can imagine, from mycologists to soil scientists to you know, Vermin Supreme and all kinds of other fun guests as well. So we've had, a, you know, a little bit of fun with the show, uh, but uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And uh, thanks to everybody and all the fans for supporting us all these years. It's a, been a fun and wild ride for sure. Well, um, Mr. Green, uh, thanks for joining us today. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself and, uh, and then we'll get into some fun questions. All right. Well, first, thank you very much for having me on the show and uh, congratulations on six years of doing it. So that's that's exciting. And uh, yeah, I got into this uh, into the cannabis world uh, right after college. And uh, I was just looking for uh, more information. And so I just read and read and started growing. And and then the next thing you know, I, I got this crazy idea. And, uh, and I met, uh, I met my editor. He camped next to me at Burning Man back in, uh, 1998. We became good friends and, uh, I went down to Rio de Janeiro and I uh, spent about a month in a coffee shop overlooking the boulevard and I, uh, wrote my storyboard and uh, I came up with the green character, um, for, of course, the obvious reason was, uh, you know, security reasons, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to put my face out there and I didn't want to completely destroy my life when I was that young. <laughs> but, uh, the other reason is a psychological reason. Um, when you uh, take your features off of your face and you become more of a cartoon character, people, uh, can see themselves in you. And, uh, that's what I really wanted to do. I, um, I wanted people to grow and I wanted to change the world and the direction of the cannabis world. And uh, that's what I set out to do. So I paint, painted myself green and, and uh, everything else is history. It, it went on from there. Tell us a little bit about your first uh, video, because uh, for those of you guys that aren't aware, um, he was the first one that, that as far, again, as far as I'm aware, that put out any kind of sizable amount of video content from start to finish on on how to grow cannabis, certainly at the scale that I was looking to grow at at the time, which was uh, during the less than legal days. Um, and I usually meant a basement or an extra room or a closet or something like that. And you had some of the best content out there, or actually the only content out there for quite a while. Well, I what, how, tell us about how that all came to be and and uh, and about that very first video that you did, because I can't I mean, literally millions of people have learned how to grow at their home from that video. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that. <laughs> so uh, how did I go? Oh, so when I was reading all these books, I was looking for videos. I think I bought some videos from one of the mags and um in the video, it was like, there is this dude, he was growing and he just had his hand on the plant and <laughs> he couldn't see his face. And uh, not that that mattered, you just wanted the plant information anyway, but the video was, it was awful. And so you couldn't really, you, you couldn't learn from it. And coming out of, uh, 
out of out of school, um, I had some training on how to how to you know write a story, and so I put a story together on uh, from the very beginning of popping your seed to uh, you know germinating your seeds to uh, vegetative, and then to you know cloning them out and flowering, and I put it all in order. So if step-by-step, step, like a real step-by-step. Step. So if someone wanted to follow, um, they could, and they could be successful. And that was the whole key. And that was the whole point. Um, the reason is, uh, you know, we were playing uh, $50, $60 for an eighth of really good bud back then. And um, I couldn't afford that. That I couldn't afford my habit. It was out of control. And so uh, uh, I had started growing myself. And then and then I wanted to share that with everybody. And uh, that's how that came about. Yeah, I, I, I probably watched that 50 times before I planted my first seed. <laughs> so uh, I remember my, me and my buddies getting together and like taking notes and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a long, it's a long, it was an hour and a half long. Uh, so it's very detailed. Um, and I'd like to uh, maybe edit it down for the modern day try to trim it down to 20, 30 minutes. Uh, maybe these kids will watch it again. Uh, fast forward some scenes. But um, if you have the time, it's a, it, and if you're a beginner, then it's an excellent, it's an excellent way to start. Oh, yeah. So how did, where did that info come from? Is that from your own grow experience over the years? Or tell us a bit about how you, you know, where all the info came from for all your, your storyboarding and, and, and doing that whole thing. And yeah. You know, how that, that was uh, it was the experience that I had that had uh, that I had acquired doing doing the craft. And um, I had a ton of books, too, from uh, Mel Frank, Ed Rosenthal. I had all the guys books and uh, the magazines, you know, and and I just went on from there. We just we just played it out, storyboarded it out. I didn't even know what a storyboard was. I, I met. I met him. I met that guy from Burning Man as well. Different guy, but I didn't. I didn't even realize. I mean, I live in in uh, Los Angeles, you know, in the greater LA area, and uh, and I didn't know what a storyboard was, but I figured it out, and uh, and we did it. So, uh, so then uh, after that, tell us tell us what you got into after that. Oh, well, it was exciting, you know. After I I. After I uh, produced it, and we got copies made, uh, VHS copies. I don't even know if the youngsters even know what that is. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I got a booth at High Times. And uh, I bought, I, not at the PAX, it was the next, one of the following years at the PAX, they had this other uh, nice convention-like hall. And uh, Jack Herrera was there. I was in the, I was in the, the auditorium part where they were doing conferencing and talks and uh, Jack Herrera was there talking about his mushroom book. And so him and I became buds, some super friendly guy. And, uh, and I was selling the video there. I had uh, a Chong just had gotten busted. And so uh, one of my friends blew glass for, for him, but uh, he pulled up, he pulled up the morning they were getting raided and he had a bunch of, um, <laughs> He had a bunch of uh, Chong glass in his in his vehicle still that he had brought home to do some work on, and the beads, the little the little Chong insignia, and so uh, 
he had a bunch of glass. I took all that to Amsterdam. We were selling that, selling the DVDs. Uh, met, uh, became friends with Don and Aaron of DNA. Uh, they had just started out that year. They had borrowed 50 grand and they were blowing up some loft in Amsterdam. We went over there and checked that out and they were doing it. I just don't know how they grew. It was just amazing to me how they were throwing down in these lofts of these, you know, 200 year old buildings. You know, they had water leaks going down in the shops below and it was just amazing. And they wanted to grow flour at first, but uh, they had an accident and uh, they pollinated their whole, <laughs> they pollinated their whole farm. And they came out with their first seed line called Who's Your Daddy? Because they didn't know they didn't know what seed it was coming from. They didn't know what it was. They just uh, they knew it could be a, a cluster of, of these different, you know, names. And so they came out with the Who's Your Daddy and they sold them. And then that propelled them into uh, making DNA, which, um, you know, stands for genetics, of course, but it also stands for Don and Aaron. And uh, they did pretty well with that. And uh, yeah, I met a lot of guys back then. Uh, HT Magazine wanted to work with me. They had a new uh, editor-in-chief, uh, Richard Stratton. I don't know if you guys remember him. I think he was only there for like two weeks. You know, they, they trade those guys in and out. But uh, that didn't work out, it, it, you know. And so uh, we had some distributors that sold the uh, DVDs in the back of the mag. That's where you might have picked up one of the uh, DVDs. And then... Um, well, then YouTube came out and well, I was busy working, doing all kinds of things. And uh, the next thing I know, uh, my video got, you know, kiped and, uh, uh, and uh, someone copied it and started blasting it all over the internet and it went viral. And I was tempted to remove it, but it was growing organically so rapidly that it was just, it was just amazing to see and be a part of. And uh, I just let it go. I let it go viral. We didn't make a dime off of it, but um, you know, the main goal was to change the world, make the world greener. And, and, and we did, you know, it was exciting. I was just talking to Dutch blooms earlier today and, him and I both copied your, your videos instructions for our first indoor growth. So I thought that was pretty funny. I'm sure he'll join us here at some point, but uh, I thought that was pretty great as well. Uh, um, so what, uh, I guess, what are some of the different things? Uh, have you had, uh, you know, questions asked of you or, or other things as far as from, from other growers or other things over the years? Uh, what are some of the ones that you get the most? Or, uh, you know, tell us a bit more about some of the different things that people have asked you uh, uh, you know, based on your videos. We, most people didn't realize that you needed two rooms, you know, you, you need a veg, you need a summer room and you need your fall room. Um, most people don't get that. So they were really blown away. And, uh, the video is just to show you one little spot, but you could replicate that. You can make it bigger, you, you know, which, which you did. And a lot of people did. And, um, but it was just to give you the, the basic concept of, of, how and what to do and how how the life cycle of the plant works and it still amazes me that plant is just she's just an amazing plant what what she does and uh, and what we've learned in the last 20 years is 
is phenomenal and how you can, you know, you can play with it and tweak it and just do all these different things with her and how um, the different strains perform differently under, you know, different conditions and some work a little warmer. They like it a little warmer. Some like it a little colder. And uh, it's just, it's fascinating. There's, there's plenty, plenty of uh, room to grow, you know, with information and it's just amazing. Uh, a lot of people still to this day, they find germination and, and just, you know, the sprouting and the germination is just, it is difficult. I mean, it's not hard. It's just, you have to keep your eye on it. And, uh, you know, um, you have to be gentle with them and, and bring them up slowly until they get a little more robust. And then you can start playing with them a little bit. So I think most people have that question about germinating a lot of people want to a lot of people want to know where to get good seeds you know and so i don't know i, I want to start brokering seeds i think i think i'm going to get into the seed business I, I'm, I'm ready for the bean biz because uh because it's it's just exciting you know playing with all those different strains getting to test them out and review them i think that's the direction i'm going to be moving in and uh yeah most questions I get now is like, where should I buy beans? You know, where do I get my beans from? You know, so. Regenerativeseeds.com. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. That was just too perfect. timing. I just perfect. In. And I was like, oh, I got to drop that, bro. Drop it. Maybe you got to send me some. Maybe I can start brokering some seeds too for you. Let's get going. Bro, I, I would love to send you some, man. Um, I, I got to tell you, I was just listening before I could pop on. Uh, you, your videos that you were just talking about that you put on, dude, it was one of the first things that, that helped me, uh, grow some lead for me and my bandmates. Nice. And, and that, that, that turned, sparked a passion in me that has, has spread through the country. I put on a conference that tours the country now and teaches people how to grow regeneratively. And so it just, it just kind of cool to like your ripple on me has rippled onto other folks and they're doing cool stuff. And it's, it's been a big wave, man. So like re really, really big wave. You know, praise job, praise God, Amen. Good stuff. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Good stuff. Welcome, Josh. So I de I'll definitely send you some seeds, man. After we get off this thing, give me your address, and I'll I'll send you a ton of stuff. Ten four, Love ten to. four. I'm into it. Yeah, I put my email up. It should be it should be available. If anyone's interested in uh in getting down, um, I got an email at Proton Mail. So shoot me an email, and we'll take it from there. And Steve's I want got it. Someone one of your conventions for sure. I'm jazzed on, on going to one of your shows, not the one in Maine, but, <laughs> but the ones on the, on the West coast, I'm down. Yeah. Where are you at? Where are you, are you on the West coast? Right now I'm in SoCal. Yeah. Nice. No, it is nice. The, the damn Super Bowl. everyone thinks it's 90 degrees all winter long, but it's not that nice. It's, it's, there's full of traffic. It's horrible here. You don't want to live here. Right. Awful. It's an awful place. I spent a little time in uh, down in San Diego area and driving through to the to the Central Valley, so I kind of would drop it drop in LA for a little bit, and that was years ago. Though it's it's a different scene now. Yeah, it's it's you know there's supposed to be a building moratorium in this city. I mean, there's no water. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a busy place. Um, I actually live out of the city. I live up in the mountains. I'm, I'm fortunate enough, but uh, I still work in the city. So I work in the harbor. So I got to jam back and forth. So I still touch it. So uh, it's a good place, though. 
I want to take over your question, so I'll let you hop back in, Steve. If you, uh, I was actually, we were just talking about how you, uh, we, were, we were talking earlier about how we both learned from, from his videos. If you have anything else you want to say, go, go for it. I was just going to ask what you're, what you're up to today in, in terms of cannabis. Like what you're, what are you involved with and what do you do? What are you up to? Yeah. Um, I just did another movie, uh, masters of the closed system. I grow chronic too. So, uh, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people already know what a closed system is and how to run it, but, um, it's just taking your grow room to the next level. And so instead of a beginner movie, it's the intermediate, um, it's mastering your environment. Um, I introduce a VPD at the, at the a vapor pressure differential at the end. And uh, that is uh, actually ra basically raising your humidity in the room um, to a certain point uh, so you can get more production. And the video goes uh, in the beginning that there's three Agrochronic 2 has a three different, basically three scenes. It goes through three different grow rooms. The first grow room is just an average, you know, ordinary old school style hydro system grow room. Um, the second one using the same uh, wattage, the same lights and the same genetics uh, produces uh, 25, 30% more cannabis using a closed system. And then the, uh, the third room so that it, the first room threw like three and a, three and a quarter, three and a half pounds. The second room threw like four and a half, you know, almost five pounds. But the third room, um, that grower, uh, who's passed on now, that's Green Coast Sean. He, he, he was a gem and he produced over 10 pounds. And I was just blown away. Everyone's blown away. Of course, he had the, the closed system, but it's how he ran the closed system with VPD. And he also, he was still using bottles, um, for, for, uh, nutrients and the such, but, um, but he did add a micro. So he was adding a lot of microbiology into the, into his, um, feeds and, um, and the results showed, you know, he was throwing 10 pounds with the same wattage and the same, pretty much the same light configuration. The genetics were a little bit different, but, um, still indoor genetics, you know, and it was just astonishing to see that kind of production and still super, super high quality. So that's what that show is about is to see the, to show everyone the progression and what the potential is. If you can really master um, the indoor space. So, and so we're looking at a third uh, movie and that's going to be, it's going to be an expert, uh, book and movie but it's also going to include beginners too because what it's doing is it's going back to the soil we're going to, we're going to take bottles out of the scene we're taking nutrients out of the scene totally what we're doing is we're feeding the soil uh i got turned on to this book about eight years ago uh you all see this teaming with micros i'm sure you all have read this book over and over again so um that book was fascinating to me um, how fungi and uh, microbiology in the soil um, synergistic, synergistically works with the plants and you don't feed the plants nutrients anymore. You feed the soil and the soil works with the plant to produce in 
the natural way, the, the, the organic way and the natural way that is intended has always been on this earth. And uh, yeah, even like cactus, you know, we motorcycle ride or whatever in the desert and you think there's a, you know, there's a Joshua tree over there and a Joshua tree over there and some cactus in between and it's nothing but dirt. And, but underneath that dirt, you know, um, underneath that dirt is fungi that communicates to, to each other and they can pass water and nutrients um, like a, uh, a bucket brigade. What is it when you're putting out the water with the buckets in the old days or sandbags, you know, you're passing the sandbags. So they pass the nutrient over to one another. When I was reading this, I was just blown away. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is astonishing. You know, this is just, this is so amazing. And uh, it was after I went up to uh, visit uh, Gaia, my, uh, my friend uh, Clark up in Eugene has a uh, uh, Gaia gardens. Um, and his, I was kind of, I've always been a weed snob. I, I don't, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure everybody on this panel is a weed snob uh, to some degree. I mean, we'll, we'll try it, but you know, we like, we like what we like and we like fire. Right. And so uh, I went up to go visit him and, uh, and his flower was just amazing. The terps, the taste, the everything I was blown away. And I just, I came home I, uh, I threw my hydro system away. I went and bought, got soil in 20 gallon, 20 gallon, 25 gallon pots. And I started throwing down indoors with the soil and the teas. And uh, I think uh, what's that beyond earth, those boxes, those boxes of inoculants that have all this, you know, I don't know there's, they have these boxes of inoculants. So I was using those to brew my teas. And then I got turned on to uh, dragonfly earth medicine sure you guys have heard of them but wow and then and then and then i threw in some leds and whoa it just took took my garden to a whole nother level and i've just been i've just been happy ever since you know just the way the uh, the way the teas work with the terps the way it's all working together with mother nature and then the leds um, it does, that does something that does something special. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's just where it's at now. That's, that's what I'm doing. And that's where it's at. We, I run small little deal, you know, it's nothing big. It's just purse and for friends. And, uh, I'm looking, I'm like I said, I'm looking to maybe be a bean broker, you know, let's see, let's see what we can do. So, um, we got stuff on the agenda, like that next movie and, and some, and some other plans. I got to retire from my other job. My other job takes too much of my time. Um, uh, Fumador actually also does a lot of really badass scenes too. Uh, I don't know if you want to shout thank out. You. Uh, I, got you. I got uh, two. I got Fumador.com. Thank you for the introduction. ChronicTable.com. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> mouthwatering flavors that are not uh, foul, deathly, and whatever. <laughs> Josh is like over there. He's like, no, I don't want that anymore. Uh, there's a lot of folks who like the foul death and the freaking, you know, dead animals, the expired dead animals on top of dead animals. That's not my style. I like the, the, the sweeter cherries, something that you could smoke in civilized company and no one thinks anyone died. But uh, anyway, that's the stuff. I will say Mr. Mr. Green's herbs definitely, two of them definitely have some of those meat terps for sure. Now, raw meat, on the other hand, I'll take it. But like dead, expired meat? No, thank you. Like raw meat is really good. And like an OG, that's super good. Yeah, my that's super OG. cool. To, 
Oh, go ahead, man. I was just going to say it's super cool to real quick to hear your story and hear your progression progression through time. You know, like I had the same exact experience. Uh, I, I started growing that little quarter pound setup that you had, you know, with the two rooms side by side and and all the bandmates moved out. And uh, my other I, I brought in a, an old high school buddy. He moved in. He's like, what's up with the basement? I, I was out of town. He goes, I found your weed, you know? And, and uh, next thing I know, he goes, I got someone else moving in and he's got six, 1000 waters in this string called ATF. And so real quick we were and and, and I, at the same time I was hearing about organics. And so I was, I begged these guys, let me do a room, a, a, a pot in the corner that's organic. And we were all blown away by the taste. And it was, you know, the, we were off to the races figuring that out, how to do that from then on. It was just, you know, the, the taste in the organics was next level, um, you know, but you, you definitely spark, got the spark going and got me and my my 14 housemates stoned for a, a year straight. So that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, production, production bud, you know, these bud in the shops and stuff, unless you can get a good farm, you know, that's, uh, that's, you know, a good farm that's being distributed through a dispensary, um, especially in Southern Cal, it's all production, but, and it is just poo poo, you know, it is what it is, you know, God bless them. But the fact is, if you can grow your own, or if you can get a hold of a farmer that, that knows what they're doing, uh, you're going to be so much happier with your product, um, so much happier with your blaze and, uh, and it's just healthier. It just feels good. It feels right. What are you uh, growing right now? Hi. I, uh, when I stopped by Oklahoma the other day, I was going on a motorcycle ride and I dropped off some, uh, well, I, it's, a, it's, it's actually, it's my favorite bud of all time. But I, when I was up in Alaska a couple, uh, about a month ago, um, I found a, a little dispensary in a, a, a Girdwood. It's by Alieska Ski Resort. And, uh, and they had uh, uh, this flower called double stuff so that was excellent that so double stuff was my favorite flower that i've tasted it's i don't you know it, it has it's not going to be able to replace mine first i don't have the genetics of it and uh and second you know i have i've had my girl uh it's a uh, it's super kush i i also call it skunk og because it's kind of the same lineage but um it's i the original name is super kush uh let's see here it is uh oh i got it's only like uh 20.59 cannabinoids i think thc is like oh uh 18 18.9 so it's not the heaviest hitter but um i'm pretty sure it's from sensei seeds i got a clone from it from uh, the guys at work um about uh, probably about 17 years ago. I still have her. She's, she's my all time favorite. She's my go-to. I'm able to do anything, you know, when, when I'm partaking with her, when I'm dancing with her, um, I can go work out. I can go on a hike. I can go to bed. And I just, it's, it, she has a, a pine. She's like a pine fragrance, a little skunky, um, but just mostly piney and fresh. And that's my favorite of all time. If you have anything like that, send it. Um, those are my fave. Uh, but I wanted to diversify for a couple of my friends. Um, uh, one of my buddies turned me on to a, 
Pineapple Express. That's he didn't call it that. I think he called it Hawaiian, but people name whatever they name. But it it was an, a Hawaiian uh, a pineapple express, a pineapple express. That is my most potent. It's my highest THC. I think it's like twenty five or twenty six percent. I don't. I gotta look at it. But um, that's pretty good. That's my skunk. That's my. Uh, that's the uh, super Kush right there. And I'm I'm pretty sure that's from Sensei Seed like twenty years ago. I'm I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm, I'm, I'm 98% sure. And so uh, then I'm, I'm thrown down with that uh, pineapple express. That's fun. It's stony. It's a hybrid. It's fruity. Um, but Gaia uh, up in Oregon, up in Eugene, they have a pineapple that real, that taste that smell everything. It's like a pineapple. It's like you're eating a pineapple dish. So this pineapple express is bomb, but it, it, there's hints of pineapple and it's fruity but there, there she is. But it, it, I've, you know, I would have taken some of uh, my buddy's clones down here, but he has a, he has root, he had root mites. He had spider mites and, and root spider mites. <laughs> and I didn't want to touch. I didn't want to even play. I didn't want to dance with that at all. So I just, uh, I, I let him have it. He still has it. Um, he's all organic. He has a bunch of uh, predator, uh, um, uh, bugs and insects that eat everything, but it's a pretty organic situation. So anything could happen. Um, then the last breed I got is, um, aliens all jacked up and that's a very unique strain. Um, it is a 12 week. If everything's running right, if the soil's good, if it's good, if I don't screw it up, if it's getting watered properly, if it's, everything's correct, it will go 12 weeks. So it's got to be Sativa. So even if there's some alien mixed in there, um, it's definitely, it's mixed alien, Jack Herrera and diesel, uh, New York diesel, right? Probably uh, Soma from Soma or something, right? And um, so those three are in its background. Uh, that's the one Steve likes the best. I think we're going to, we're going to taste them all in a minute. It's when you, when you crack open the jar, it's like uh, a diesel, a diesel truck just hits you, you know? Um, it's very dense, heavy, heavy nugs. And the terps are very unique. Um, they're the cancer fighting terps. I think if you were going to make a batch of uh, Phoenix tears, what's that? Uh, 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 what's that guy's name that does the Phoenix tears? The cancer oil? Rick, Rick Simpson. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, if you're going to do, if you're going to make some Rick Simpson oil, um, another hero, um, you'd, you'd want to do it with the aliens all jacked up for sure. So many people wouldn't even have caught that reference at this point. Like RSO has become its own thing. They don't even know his name, let alone know the documentary Phoenix Tears. So that, you know, that kind of like puts you right in your place right there. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, there's, uh, I wanted to also welcome Cascadian Grown. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I just thought I'd pop on and say hi. I watched your videos too when I was first learning how to grow and oh, researching yeah. and trying to learn all that good, man. All oh, right on. What a nice. pleasure, man. What's nice up, to man? have you. Yeah, you're, if you have a question or two, man, uh, please feel free. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll pop up. I'm just trying to trying to let him talk while he's here. <laughs> yeah, man, I think uh, a lot of people, like you were the first person that, that we had uh, as a resource that was more than a book. A lot of people uh, don't learn as easy from, you know, text-based education and and learn much better from from you know visual education and i think you 
especially people that grow cannabis, we tend to be a, an odd bunch. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, really neat that you, you put those out. So what was kind of the thing that made you decide to like, you know, create that content? Like I, back in the day, that was, uh, I remember I, when I first started writing a cannabis content, writing under a pen name and all the rest. And I know that you, you, know, you Mr. Green and all that, but like, what was your motivation for kind of crossing that line? Because I know it's definitely a big thing for a lot of people. I was also going to ask what year, year what year it was because I caught it on YouTube or online, so I didn't. You know what I mean? It was out before that. Um, I was curious what year you you recorded. Well, uh, I went to Burning Man. The first time I went to the Man was in '98, and that's when I met my uh, my editor, and uh, we had we had that was oh man, that was a good time. And uh, we came back, and I was like, okay, I got an editor. Now I need a story, right? And so. And so uh, that's, uh, I was going to Brazil that year uh, for New Year's. I was like, I, I graduated college and I'm so glad I did it up in my twenties. You know, you got, so all the, for all the young men out there, it, you're gonna, it's a trade-off. So if you, if you gotta go to work, you gotta go to work. You know, if that's, if you're hundred percent focused and you'll get a big head start. If you start work right away, right after college or if you even skip college to go straight to work, you're going to you're going to financially probably possibly probably come ahead of um, your friends that are just partying or seeing the world or doing, you know, basically screwing off, you know, and living life. Um, but. That's what I did. I, I lived I tried to live my life. My, my dad was pissed. My mom was tripping. But, you know, uh, that's what I. I you know, I just really felt the pull to grow as an individual um, and to see the world. And uh, and I'm glad I did. I think if you blow off your 20s, you have when you have your midlife crisis, you go down hard. You go down like a chump if you know. And if you really had a good experience in your young life and, and you lived it and, and you were aware then the chances are when you hit your midlife crisis, um, it's not going to be a crisis. It's just going to be a midlife birthday party. And you're going to be able to focus, hone in. And, and guess what? You can catch up financially. Believe it or not, you can catch up financially um, unless, you're, you know, unless, you're, unless you're competing against you know, Dan Pena or some you know, trillionaire dude. But you weren't going to beat him anyway, probably. So if you're stoner, you're probably not going to beat him anyway. We're all looking just for survival and maybe a little bit more cushion on top of that. So um, when I went to Brazil, uh, I spent a, <laughs> I spent a little extra time. Then I, I missed a couple plane flights and I spent a little more time down there. I finished the storyboard and I came home and did the movie. And uh, well, like I said, it went viral. We didn't make we didn't make too much coin off that which was uh, also a motivating factor. I was, you know, thinking back in the day, you know, there was no other grow videos. I was like, hey man, if I can sell, if I can make a couple bucks a video and sell a couple hundred thousand videos, hey man, I, that's a down payment for a house right there or something, you know, we, I can move forward with that. Um, that didn't materialize and that's okay. Um, you know, God jaw takes care of, you know, so you just, you just ride the wave, man, as, as long as you can ride it. And, uh, so about 10 years, that was in 98, 99, the movie came out. Um, about 10 years after that, I met him maybe about 
seven, six, seven years after that, I came out with this book. And it's funny you said the book, um, are, you know, sometimes they're just hard to follow. Instructional manuals are hard to follow. So this book, um, it's still for sale on Amazon. Um, and I really recommend it. It's, it goes great. Of course, I recommend it. But it does. It really goes good with the movie. Um, and it, it's the same area. It's the same actual setup, which I did the movie. And it has like 150 pictures in it. So it has text and pictures so you can follow it along. And then you watch the movie too. And, and you're good. You're on your path to growing. You're not going to mess up. I grow a little bit different than this now. I, you know, like I said, you guys all, we all, I think everybody on stage, uh, 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 on camera right now is doing microbiology, you know, and is doing, you know, fungi and, or aquaponics, which uh, I'm excited to get more into. Um, I love fish. I love to eat them and I love to watch them. And, <laughs> and, and, and if we can make their poop, thir- what did you say, Steve? 36% uh, more THC production. Um, yeah, I can with, put that up on the screen, actually, if you want me to. Yeah, I mean that's just that's fascinating, and uh, and uh, yeah, my friend, uh, my friend in town is is going to flip out right now because he's got a turtle, he's got a bunch of fish, and in his big pond, and he has this nice greenhouse that he built. He's a he's a carpenter too, so his greenhouse is it's just fun to be in there. You know, when people build things well, and. Uh, and this is it. We're going to be doing aquaponics this summer, you know, coming up in a couple months. So we're, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, so this is from uh, Aquilitas. So the lady that ran this study will be on the podcast here at the end of April. Um, she actually has another round of testing. She's going to be talking to us about and a bunch of other cool stuff. But um, sorry about the dog bones in the back. Um, there's multiple dogs. I apologize. But you can see a 3 to 20% increase in THC. Uh, 14 and 16 percent increase in terpenes, uh, and a 53 to 20 and 20 percent increase in total yield. So, um, and that's again compost with, uh, um, you know, aquaponic water versus you know fish water basically versus regular water. Yeah. So the proof, the proof is in the pudding, you know. And she had a, she had a great talk at the aquaponic uh, cannabis conference that we put together as well so if you haven't checked that out um you know i was that was sorry to cut off i just go back to that steve can you flip back the sure. the um number two was compost and aquaponic water yep yeah and then number one is just aquaponic water on soil no no, no. the first so both of them are living soil compost that's uh water only compost like like gotcha. uh, soil um, all they did number was, two adds the fish water correct oh no, no no so both of these were the, the they're two different side by sides and this is showing the increase above the um control which was just based municipal water so above municipal water which is supposed to be water only soil compost um this is what it did above that with the fish water gotcha so if you were just already utilizing your normal you know living soil facility if you switch to using aquaculture water, this is what you'd get. Nice. Now I'm we're we're fired up. That's that's exciting. <laughs> I always like having uh, Josh on the show because he's one of the few that's actually done both living soil and aquaponics and smoked both of them. And uh, what what do you? I mean, obviously, you know, I think a lot of people have had that experience of going from you know like dispensary weed to like living soil 
you know, sort of, you know, more craft grown cannabis. Uh, do you do you have a preference? I know you have you do both living soil and aquaponics, and I think you've already answered this before. But do you have a preference between like aquaponics or living soil cannabis? Do you see much of a difference? I definitely see a difference. Um, the aquaponics stuff that I've grown, um, I I would say that the the terpenes are definitely turned up like straight aquaponics like if i'm a, if i'm a, a dual root zone system let, let's define it a little bit a dual right. root zone system with pots you know and i'll say it that way or even a full bed i've done both um, i would say the terpenes can be turned up um nitrogen can be a little hot some you know ha- i've noticed that in the bud the nitrogen can be a little hot and and i i'm not going to say that's across the board aquaponics i'm saying that's you know my experiences uh, running it, you know, like I think there's a lot of chemistry that I don't, don't understand and and didn't understand. I understood less when I was doing that than I do now. Um, I like, I I, I've kind of settled into a balance of like where I use the aquaponic water as a compost tea that I think of it as a compost tea Mm -hmm. or an inoculant or like a boost. I like, I don't always water with the aquaponic water because I, I find those effects. And the effects are that the joint doesn't burn as good, right? You know, like it's a little darker leaf it, it, all the way through. It holds a little too much chlorophyll in the, in the cure. You know, this is, these are really detailed things. Um, that, but that's just what I've noticed over time. Like if you over, if you put in too much guano, you'd notice the same thing, you know, or too much whatever, you, you'd notice the same thing. Like it right. still tastes good, still burned, but like it's kind of just like a little bit harsh, you know? Um, so that's why I've kind of, I've kind of, backed off into this, you know, once a week, once every other week, um, I'll, I'll give it this, this push. And then I back off now, even, um, about week four or five, six, depending on how the flowers are looking, I just stop and go, go to straight water where I, yeah, there, I used to go straight nutrient aquaponic water all the way through, or, or, you know, and stuff. I've just kind of backed off on that. I, 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 I run these huge living soil beds that never get changed, but I, I kind of do like to ride a wave now with it versus, there was a, a long period of time where I wanted things constant and I liked that, you know, and, and let the plants do the work. And that, that is, that is real and the true. The plants do the work, the plants, they, they literally find farm microbes. They, they put out exudates to, to call for what they need, but they're also, their, their roots are in a, ba- a pool of something there. It's in a, and then that pool is, is we can, ch- we can choose what that pool is and fluctuate that a little bit with, within the cycle um, with how we water, you know, that's kind of my experience you know I don't, I don't have any data or anything to, to to go behind that but you know when i when i hear spokes like uh duke duke diamond talk um he's one, he's one of the folks that i i really my ear gets sharp when i hear him start talking about organics and he's messing with that that cycle a little bit um so i'm rambling I also mentioned dragonfly earth medicine who's a good personal friend of both myself and josh um, big shout out to Dragonfly Earth Medicine, Josh Kelly. You're fucking amazing. My bud would not be the same without without that inoculant. I I ran out and I just made my own teas and the such, and ah, oh, the taste was just dramatically different. You know, uh, the Dragonfly Earth Medicine is the bomb. It's my it's it's untouchable. No one can touch that right now. I, I don't I don't. If anybody can touch it, let me know because that'd be great. But I, I can't. I don't see anybody that can touch that. I don't think there's a product that's that's sourced better. Period. You know, 
people are putting on plants. Like it's, it's, they're very ethically sourced. Um, it, it performs tremendously. Like I've used it in, cause I do a lot of breeding. So I do some soil pots too. And especially this time of year. And I've used a ton of that, uh, lush roots. I love the lush roots. Oh, Holy shit. You'll like save I never, I, oh. yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, I thought it, I thought it glitched out there. I was just going to pull up the the thing that you guys were talking about here. Um, I forget. Is it under ingredients? Is that, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool when uh, Mr. Green was talking and listing off a lot of those people. You know, a lot of those people have been on the on the podcast. Some of them from way back. Actually, Jeff Lomfeld is the author of that book that you were talking about, Team of Microbes. Uh, it was one of my favorite guests to date. Uh, I think it, you know, one of those super long episodes. <clears throat> it was like, uh, you know, two and a half, three hours long, and multiple people popped onto it, and, uh, and just a, a lot of fun. I think Mr. Green Jeans was there too. Another one of my, uh, again, another one of uh, you know, very early on online personality that Steve managed to track down and bring on to the the podcast, and uh, uh, stayed as a panelist for a long time. So that <laughs> that was pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, as far as the, um, uh, all the people that you're naming off there, a lot of them have been on Dragonfly Earth Mess and been on here multiple times, you know, uh, Josh and his regenerative conference, a lot of people that are in that conference, uh, were, were guests on the podcast and, and some of them met through the podcast. So it's just been really cool to see that grow to, uh, even more, like just to see all that stuff spread out from the, from the beginning. Yeah, it was it was interesting how pretty much everybody you named off like like the farther you progress the closer you got to the the people that i'm familiar with <laughs> until you were just like oh yeah i know them and i've talked to them yeah those guys too right it's pretty cool for sure it proves the it proves the point of, of the, the i guess that the this this i believe that you know to get just stupid about it like i think the plant is teaching us and drawing us closer towards how to how to to grow and be sustainable and, and work within the way that it wants to be worked with. And so it, it creates empathy within you for itself and for the things around you. And um, next thing you know, you're like, fuck. And, and then especially when you taste, it, it's always the fucking taste, the taste on, of that good fucking organic, clean, it, it, it changes everybody, you know, and you know, some people, some people can, can, can withstand it. You know, some people are just about the money and they're just fucking going to grow it just for, just for the cash. But most everybody that I, that I know have, and I've come across has been deeply affected, you know? Uh, and so it, it, we all just end up going towards this, 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 you know, this level of just understanding, I guess, is a you know, progression towards it. Yeah. The next thing you know, you're a fucking hippie, you're barefoot, you're, <laughs> you're fucking hair. If you have it is growing out and uh, yeah, you're eating mushrooms and you're just fucking doing it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's and the progression. Amen. Steve. Steve's just busted out with the hair everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For, yeah. For those of you that aren't aware, <laughs> I have literally like, Four foot, Ten dreads. foot dreads. Four foot oh man, you remind me of Soma back in the day, man. Good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, what a how is the you know scene kind of changed? I mean, 
what is it like be going from you know the the first person really to have a lot of cannabis content and video form out to now where i mean i think half of the people here almost all everyone on here is regularly on a podcast or, or otherwise you know at least sharing. once or twice a month creating cannabis related video content uh, uh how, how is it like you know what is your thoughts on that and how how much the world has changed because it, it's got to feel you know kind of crazy <laughs> it's beautiful it's uh it's a beautiful thing um yeah it's 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 a beautiful thing it's mind-blowing you know that whole green uh, what do they call that? The green rush, the gold rush. What do they call it? The green wave or whatever. Um, it was it was amazing to see. It was amazing to be a part of. Um, I had some deals come my way. Uh, you know, sometimes in life uh, you're better off. You know, what do they say? You're you do better saying no. You you can you do better in your life saying no to deals than you do saying yes to everything. I had some deals in Vegas. I had some deals around and uh, that I had to walk away from because uh, they just weren't right. It just the vibration wasn't right, you know? And uh, luckily I had uh, something else, uh, uh, some other industry that I'm able to work in and um, sustain myself and, and sustain my family. And so I, have, I didn't have to stress out that I was missing something. I just kept growing and just, you know, just kept growing on whatever level that you find yourself out, you know, if, if you like working with the plant, you just work with the plant, you know, you could be in the movie industry, you could be uh, in, in the shipping industry, you know, you could be an engineer, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. But if you enjoy getting in the backyard and, uh, you know, build yourself a, a, a greenhouse, you know, learn and, and have fun with it and grow other plants too, you know, uh, um, you said something about nitrogen, the heavy nitrogen, but there's a, I think a clover, um, you guys will be hip on it, but there's other um, plants that you can grow in amongst uh, the cannabis plant um, on your flower bed or whatever to help, you know, um, the whole microbe situation, just help the whole you know, ecosystem out. Uh, the bugs, I've, you know, I've, I've learned so much about bugs, you know, <laughs> and, and, how we don't need pesticides, you don't. If the plant's healthy and you have uh, predator bugs, predator insects, you don't, you don't need all that trash, all that chemical that destroys you, kills you, it kills, it kills everything, it kills the earth. And you don't need it. Uh, you don't need it to be productive. And so um, there's just so much, so the cannabis has just turned me on to, you know, so much uh, about you know life and 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 the way you know we exist it's just been it's just been an amazing journey so uh tell us a little bit more about uh, some of your future content it seems like you have a lot of plans for you know, you touched a little bit earlier on your uh um your second book and you have working on some third content what are some what are some of your other um, plans as far as uh you know uh, future stuff um, well, what I really want to do, uh, we're really looking for a third book and movie. I like to do them together. Um, so they're identical. They work with each other. Um, and I'm going to open up the whole world of, uh, of teas and, um, I want to do some outdoor scenes and some, and some greenhouse scenes and some indoor scenes and just, uh, open the door and the knowledge 
for everybody to learn off of that so they can bring it into their home, you know, at whatever level they want. And, um, and, you know, have people realize that, you know, production, production flour, it is what it is, but I mean, gas is, is getting excruciating, excruciatingly painful uh, and the prices and they're, they're going to go up. Gas is going to be 10 bucks pretty soon. It just is. And um, I'm sure people's dispensary budget is going to get squeezed one way or another. And uh, there is something, if you're a stoner, there's something you can do. You can put seeds in the ground and you, you know, you might not grow the fire. You might not grow the bomb at first, but you will eventually. And in the meantime, it's going to at least trim your budget down. So um, I think the GYO scene, I think the homegrown scene is going to be exploding. Um, and I think that's where the big thrust is. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this third movie in this third book. You'll see me green again. Um, that way, you know, like we said, so, so, so people can visualize themselves in the cartoon character out there doing it. Um, maybe one of your guys's farms or all your farms will, will be featured. We don't know. We'll see how our relationships develop, but that sounds fun. And then, um, I want to start doing a weed review, review show. We're going to start doing a little podcast weed review shows, um, maybe some dispensary uh, uh, reviews. You know, there's like 800 dispensaries in Southern California, plus maybe a thousand dispensaries. So we can go visit that. And, um, you know, we're just going to play around with that. And uh, I still got a couple more years to go in my uh, other, my other jobby job before I can fully retire. So uh, we got to finish that off. We got to make sure the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. So, uh, so we, we lock all that in for the, for the future. And uh, that's, that's my plan. Um, so what advice do you have uh, being kind of the OG of video content for cannabis? Uh, what advice do you have for people that are trying to get started in, in creating educational content? Ah, this is, this is good. don't show off show how so don't don't no one cares what car you're driving no one cares how big crop or how much production you have no one cares i mean people do care and that's fine that that that'll be your your people but the people that care to improve themselves uh, mr green's mission what is it what did, what did i say what my mission was it's classic my my wife made me uh, rephrase it but um uh, Mr. Green's goal, my mission is to help people become the best green version of themselves. So she, at first I said, it's to help people become the best version of themselves. And she said, you're not Tony Robbins. You're not a motivational speaker. <laughs> and I go, you know what? You're right. She goes, hmm. She goes, how about my mission is to help people become the best green version of themselves. And it really is, it's, it's, it's what all your, all your missions sound like. And that, that's my mission. So uh, any advice is to show people how. Less show off, more show how. Uh, what about uh, maybe a couple of grow tips for newer growers? Is there anything that over the years you've kind of you know, found that maybe new, new growers uh, kind of struggle with or things that you think might really be important for the newest of growers? Less is more. Less is more. So start off simple. 
You, you got a million other things going on in your life. So when you're going to do your grow, start off clean, start off small. You don't got to, you don't have to do a bunch of plants. Don't run the numbers. Just do a couple and, and just get used to it. Get do run a couple cycles. You'll get it in a year. You'll probably get it in six months. Just run a couple cycles, run through the process. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't get all bent on the money. If it's too much money, then don't spend that much money. Spend less. Buy some used equipment. Um, if it's too expensive to go indoor for your electricity bill or something, then do a little veg room inside. Do Mr. Green's video. Just do the veg room side with the fluorescent lights. And then take your plant when you're ready to flower it. Take that and put that on the porch. Make sure it gets at least five hours of direct sunlight and put that on the porch and let the sun do it. And so now you just cut your cost in half and you, you eliminated your electricity bill because now you're just running a couple fluorescent lights. So just run the bedroom, the flowering room, put that out on your porch. It, you know, if you're in a legal state where you don't have to worry about it, put that out on your porch um, and don't run too many. Just run, you know however many plants you want, five, 10 plants, whatever you can keep, you know, uh, tabs on, you know, you got to go on vacation, you, you know, you got to, you know, you might be going out for the weekend. There's things that, you know, you got to live your normal life too. So don't get too stressed out with your garden at first, just subsidize, subsidize your, your, your blaze, just subsidize your blaze and have fun with it um, and see where you can go from there and figure out little, you know, you're going to get the bugs. So you're going to figure out what bug you can put on to eat that bug, or, or you might want to put up a screen if it's outside, you know, uh, so those uh, uh, European corn burrowers don't come and land on your, on your bud and, and put the worms inside there. So when you're like all stoked at your, at your completed product and you're like, ah, oh, praise. And then you go touch the big fat nug and it falls apart and it's all moldy and, and worm green. These, all these stone green worms pop out all happy because they're eating your cron. You know, you don't want that. So, you know, you can learn little, little tidbits and then don't go too big and have fun with it. Guys, we're just about to get hit by some bigger storms. It's starting to get pretty gnarly here outside. Um, uh, All advice, though, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, so what are some of the different things maybe um, that you learned while you were researching these different, you know, episodes? Um, was there anything that maybe you stuck out that maybe you couldn't get a chance to to film because of what you were doing or some other constraints? Is there anything else that you wish you could have gotten in there that maybe uh, you know for some other reason you, you couldn't get? You know, harvest time is, is can, there's a lot more to harvesting than I first, I always, than I first looked at or anticipated. I always, uh, and I talked about peak harvest. And of course, that's great. That's at the peak. But you can get a lot of different effects um, from learning different times to harvest. You can hot harvest pre you can harvest post and the same flower will give you a, a different high. It'll give you a different high depending on when you pull it. Um, so I'd like to get into that a little bit more. And uh, 
you know, I, I'm just, I mean, there's so much to learn. There's uh, different phases of the sun. I mean, different lights, all these new lights that are coming out with that, you know, of course, a double ended puts on the weight, but these LEDs, the LEDs are astonishing what they're doing. Um, the crystal development that's coming from from a really good LED is, is fascinating. You know, uh, it's, it's very interesting to work with. So we can get into that. Um, it's a growing, it's a growing art. So aquaponics, you know, I would, you know, I, I, I can't wait to watch your, uh, your class. I'm, I'm really excited to get that and, and, uh, and learn more about that. Uh, there's, there's just, it, there's a ton to learn and share. Speaking of Sharon, I haven't, I've been on a weed fast now. I got the, I got the flu vid back in January. Um, and that was awful. And I know a lot of people just blaze through their, their, their colds and stuff, but not me. I, I like to give my lungs a, a rest if possible. Um, I was doing my Wim Hof. I was doing my cold showers and I was pissed off that I got the flu vid. I, I was like astonished that, that this was happening to me. Um, but the reality was it hit me fast and hard. I had the chills. What else did I have? Uh, the sweats, the chills, it was awful. And, um, and so I stopped, I stopped vaping. And, uh, and when I mean vape, I vape flour. I don't vape those little oils. Uh, I, I don't like the way they, they make, I don't like the way they make me feel, but they, they don't, they don't feel good in my lungs. I'm kind of a, a health type of person. I've been, I've been in the sports and health my whole life. And so, um, uh, thank God I'm, I'm very sensitive on minor things that my body's doing. And so uh, I put it down. Um, but then I had that opportunity to go to Alaska. We went boarding up, uh, uh, we went uh, up at CPG up at Alaska, up, um, close to Anchorage. So I did some fly time and, uh, it was the best time ever. And, uh, me and my buddies, we got a, we we got to go to that little dispensary, and I got the excellent flower, and I had a little portable vape, and so I vaped for that week, and um, and then when I came back home, I I kind of went back on a fast again, and then you said uh, St. Patty's Day, we're gonna do the six year six year anniversary, and then I said I think that's a good day to to get vape, so. I think I'm going to crack open some, um, I'm going to grind up some herb right now and get high with you guys. You guys have been getting baked the whole time. So I'm just jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like I just had a cup of tea, which I did, but I'm I ready to bake and slow it down a, a bit. Nice. Sure. I love the vape flower too, Adam. That's not, not very, most of these guys, as you can tell, are smokers. And actually I, I rolled one up and smoked one uh, earlier just to have a little celebration too. But uh, that's, my preference is vape and flour for sure. That's what I do 90% of the time. So I don't know if you guys recognize this, this uh, machine oh, yeah. I have here. This uh -huh. is the original Vapor Brothers uh, vapor box right here. And so if you watch my second movie, um, there's actually a discount code. <laughs> and so uh, uh, this is my good buddy's uh, company out in Gardena. So he's still making these boxes. And um uh, vaporbrothers.com, I think. And, uh, the vapor warehouse is, is his, uh, is his, uh, deals. And, um, so I've been, uh, I was going to a, I went, went to a moon tribe rave. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but there's a, it was a Southern California collective that always had, uh, uh trance rave parties during the full moon, uh, sometimes 
for a week long, but usually two or three nights, you know, and I was smoking up until that point, taking bong hits and, and the such. And, um, I was developing this, like this chronic and not in a good way, sore throat, like a chronic scratch in my throat. And I was, um, thinking because I remember I said, I'm kind of a health person, health nut. I was thinking to myself that uh, I'm going to maybe one day I'm going to have to stop doing what I love is getting high. Um, because, you know, I don't want to have, you know, negative health effects and it might not give negative health effects to you guys or anybody else. But for me, it was doing what it was doing. So, uh, I met, <laughs> I met at this rave, one of the vapor brothers and I got one of those boxes and in 10 days, I, I vape the same amount, if not a little bit more than I would with the bong load. So if I'm taking 20 bong loads a day, 30 bong loads a day, I was taking 30, you know, vapor hits or tw 20 vapor hits. And my sore throat went away. My scratch went away. And I was like, I'm smoking forever. Woo! But I'm not, you know, I'm vaping slightly different. And the high is different. For me, it's, uh, I, you know, I'll take a bong hit or uh, not much of a joint, but I, I will hit the first, first half of a joint a little bit um, if I'm feeling really good uh, once in a while um, at a celebratory event. But, um, uh, and that will like, you know, it gets you stoned. You're more, you, you, it gets you a little more sedentary, but the vape, uh, it hits me really good. And um, I don't lose any energy or just a little bit, you know, but, but not to, to where it's noticeable. And, um, I've just, I've been hooked ever since, you know, that's, that's the machine for me. So I, I love it. <laughs> that's the first a box. I don't know if it was a vapor brothers, obviously a lot of people make the, the box vapor, but that style is the first time I'd ever experienced vapor. Ironically, they were the first and then they were the best. Uh, it's a rare example where, and they were actually ironically one of the cheapest because the boxes are like 170 bucks still today, but they got knocked off so many times by super shitty versions that the whole box vape concept got like a really bad rap because basically people would inhale like fumes because it was all fucking like the, the heating coil was not like ceramic and whatever else like the Vapor Brothers one is. Uh, so in other words, it basically tastes crappy essentially anytime you bought it like a regular smoke shop. I had, a, I had him on my show. He's a super chill guy. Like, honestly, uh, 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 Bernard or Burnt, I can't remember his uh, name right now, but uh, Bert, <laughs> really cool guy. And uh, he basically got literally just like ripped off by really crappy companies. He's like, man, we're still making them right here and they're still good. But what can you do? That's I, it. I, yep. I bought one That's of the knockoffs. So I bought one of the knockoffs, not realizing that it was a knockoff when I was a, a 20 something. And it literally caught fire on my living on my my coffee table, like just burst into flames while we were Ouch. watching. I think it was Planet Earth um, <laughs> when it caught fire. So. Yeah. I was just I, off camera. I have a vapor bro box, but it literally won't show up on the camera. <laughs> um, these guys started in Venice, <laughs> and then uh, now they're in Gardena. And yeah, uh, Fumador said said it exactly. That's exactly what happened. I was actually. Uh, I actually worked, I was repping these and going to Vegas. And that's where Jack Herrera and I actually became a little bit more, I mean, he was friends with everybody. He was such a friendly, wonderful person. And uh, I, I, I was there when he had his stroke at the, at the festival in uh, Oregon. It was at the outdoor festival in Oregon, pre-legal pre anything. And uh, that, was a, that was a rough, that was a rough time. 
but uh, he bounced back and he, he kept up in the scene. And, and anyway, yes, that's exactly what's going on. I'm excited. Cheers, everybody. Let me, ask, let me let me ask you a funny question before you hit that rip. All right. Did you speaking of Jack Hare? Uh, did you ever meet a guy up in in Portland, uh, Barry Joe Stull? Is was that his the guy that owns the shop? Uh, no, that the the guy owned the shop was was Jack's son. The third okay. Eyes, I, yeah, that was his son. But no, Barry Joe was it was just a famous grower and activist. He did a lot of activism with Jack. And he ended up getting locked up. And, and I just was curious. He, he ended up teaching me how to grow a bunch of weed. And um, he's a really cool cat. Yeah, no, I never I never met him. Um, if he was if he was talking with Jack on the day he had that stroke at that festival, then I would have seen him. But I never he actually met him he, he, was, he went down and did the, did all the research. He went down to the Congress uh, Library of Congress and did all the research for Jack's books on the Kentucky. How in Kentucky they grow them wide for seed and then they grow them tall for for uh it, yeah he's a an interesting cat you know so he was pretty heavily involved for a while but when he got locked up it, it, it kind of um you know it messes people up messes people yeah. up yeah no yeah. It's, it ain't right yeah it's not right yeah that's it anyways yeah cheers cheers, yeah. Yeah. cheers man cheers yeah so this uh this i had a vaporizer kind of like that one but it was you know it was round but you know like it wasn't a knockoff version. It was like, what do they call it? Like the Buddha. Buddha I, mean, I had that one for years. <laughs> and I actually hooked it up to uh, like with a little glass on glass so I could go right out of the tube like he has there, go into a bong and hit it through through a bong. And that was, I did that for you guys in some of the older episodes, most of the older episodes of the podcast, you'll see that. And so uh, it was uh, when I saw this one, uh, this is an induction vaporizer, so it's like cool, you know, it's battery powered, so it's cordless, you know, charges most of the day. Oh, very cool. And so just when it, <clears throat> um, it doesn't have to heat up or anything, it's, you know, you just hit the button and when it turns green, it's ready to go. So it just changes colors. So now it's green, it's ready to go and turns off. Oh, I like that. Portable. So this is a Dr. Dabber switch. And so you can also, it's called a switch because you can switch bowls and do concentrates with it too. Nice. And, uh, so yeah, I like it a lot. I've had it for maybe, maybe two years now. Dr. Dabber, <laughs> like I'd have to try that out. Yeah, it's not too bad. I, I, I bought it with my own money. I'm not like repping them or anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had it for quite a while now. It works really well. Really enjoy it for... For baking flour, it's probably the only thing is um, I would say that uh, baking flour takes a little bit of adjustment. It's got like 25 different temperature settings, so um, it can take a little while to like figure out how, how to like get it dialed in just right. But once it's dialed in just right, it's it's the it's the best I, I've had for experience it for just like smoking flour just the flavor in general um you know stays true all the way through and you don't have the combustion or ash or the harshness at all um so if you really if you really want to taste the terps in your weed uh vape some flour and uh, you'll really see what you got yep agreed very nice man it's nice chilling with you guys man it's been a while 
Yeah. Do you, I wonder, do you get recognized a lot? Like, do you have like, just like in your normal, I mean, you say you had another professional life and you're like, people are like, man, I know I've heard your voice somewhere before. You know, I, yeah, you I work, I work with an amazing group of people. Um, and, uh, they give me, they give me a lot of love. They give me a lot of love. And, uh, so, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, outside the industry, absolutely not, but inside the industry, um, I, I am, I am recognized. My voice is recognized and, um, and, and people are kind of blown away and, and it, it's fun. I mean, it's like the, it's like a right kind of famous. You don't re- you don't want to be famous. You really don't. Um, <laughs> not, not Hollywood famous, not at all, but, right, right. um, but, but the right recognize is cool. Recognize is cool and, and, and befriended. And especially in, in our industries is in our, in our love rather, um, industry or not, you know what I'm saying? Money or not, I'd be growing regardless right? if there was ever a dime in it or not. So um, it's, it, it is, it's, it's a good place to be. I feel blessed and I feel humbled for sure. I had some questions from chat. Um, are there any flavors that you chase or terpene profiles that you chase specifically? Yes, I do like, I do like this one an awful lot let me see can you see yeah pretty good so it's so sort of earthy with uh, citrusy like, dominant yeah a lot of lemony sure. look like yeah there is a lot of lemonine in there and i don't like citrus so so that's interesting like i don't like uh, the tangerine buds and the, and the two citrusy, but that one has it. It's really, I like the pine. Put, up, put it up on the screen again. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. your spotlight in there. Is this the right one? Yeah, that's the right one. So is it's stronger pine than it is citrus? Actually, no. Look at the citrus is off the chart. And when you taste it though, how does it, what does it taste? It tastes pine to me. Gotcha. And you know, camphor, that's for a little lot of camphor in there too. So it's kind of a, a <laughs> spicy. That's probably honestly somewhat similar to some of my strains, sort of a spicy, uh, uh, a fruity citrus. Is that kind of what it is? Carry yeah. Lemonine, yeah. <clears throat> Just have some pinene. Isn't that what that dark green one is? The dark green, yeah. yeah. So yeah. is the light green. And pinene is, is, uh, it's sweet and fruity. Oh, yeah. Like you, if it's there, you can really tell. So, like we were talking about Jack, that's, you know, that's really prominent. Mm. And Did it and, say yeah. what the cross was on it? Actually, what's the name of the strain, too? I didn't see. Uh, well, it, I'm pretty sure it's Sensei Seed from 20 years ago, uh, Super Kush. Oh, interesting. Right pretty on. sure. I still, I've, I've been running her for, for over 15 years. I got her as a gift, and, uh, and, and it's been love, love ever since. That... that that herb I tried up in Alaska, double stuff. So I, I imagine it's some sort of cookies relative, but double stuff was really, really treated me right as well. That's more of a modern bud. Can't place that, that um, double stuff either. You haven't heard of double stuff? It, it sounds familiar, but I can't place it. I can't think of the breeder or the company or yeah, the cross. He was, he was up in Alaska at an organic farm, um, high in terps. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I just imagine it's 
because it's double stuffed, I imagine it's cookies with something, you know, and I don't know. I don't have any information on it. I just know that that was the name of it that he called it, that they called it up there. I was curious, um, is this the first one of these shows you've, yeah, you've watched or been involved in? Steve found me from out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know how that detective found me. I'm not easily found. I mean, he so uh, tracked down Mr. Green Jeans, too. Uh, and he's uh, the detective. Were you, uh, were you unaware of today's like modern YouTube cannabis? No, I've, I've, I've been watching a couple of you guys. So yeah, yeah. actually, I've, I think I've seen Steve's show before, um, at least flipped through it. And um and uh, the dudes that grows, I've seen those guys before. They come up on my yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I've known it's been growing, but I often like like so many people of this day, I, I often don't have two hours to sit down and and talk about weed with everybody. So I can't really, you know. He got like, you know, it was just it's. I don't have the time for it. So I get you see you but uh, I just haven't been able to uh, find the time as of yet, but who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe in my new more mellow life, I'll, I'll be able to chill or maybe make a show. That's, that's, uh, I don't know, but like what you were saying, when the shows are, are too short, then everything gets rushed. So there is a balance. It's nice to be able to relax, you know? You and Fumi are the wrong people to ask when it comes to short shows. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I go like five <laughs> hours on my show. We actually used to have longer shows like during the COVID fucking lockdowns. So yeah, we, we kinda we kinda get into it. Yeah, there was a, there was a while stop there. on. We'll talk about like every single permutation of soil science, fucking microbiology, whatever else. Everyone's mouths are agape because partly they're super high but and they're also tired. But also they're really interested in what we're talking about. So yeah. That's, that's, how, you learn. that's, that's how you learn. That's it. <laughs> There was a while on Fumi's show. It was about a it was about a six hour minimum for Fumi's show there for probably a year. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, exactly right. I think I think me and Coot did like forty to sixty hours together on fucking Fumi's Easily. show. Easily. Easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a friend of mine's been telling me I have to catalog and and uh, isolate some of those clips because there's been clips about Coot talking about pretty much literally everything under the sun on my show because uh, he's right. been on there. 60 times or something i don't even know you know for five hours at a time or something it's it's amusing yeah it would be fun to thought dude i found some guy on instagram that has catalog coots farts on shows (laughs) (laughs) i found this after i totally forgot who he is i laughed so fucking hard dude he had like a whole section in his page about coots farting live on live stream (laughs) that's pretty funny I'd like to see a bunch of the the skits together. Just like you could see, go lift his ass. It's funny, dude. I did want to say, having smoked all three of the three wonderful strains I got from Mister Green, um, come in there. You got these awesome jars that uh, uh, they come in with uh, his his uh, his logo on it, which is fucking dope as fuck. Like. It still feels like insane to me that the guy that I used to watch over and over again when I very first started to grow, um, now I'm like, you're on the, our show and I'm smoking some of your weed tonight along with some hash from the, the wonderful, I will leave him nameless because he asked me not to mention his name on air, but um, the wonderful Brazilian gentleman who gave me some amazing hash in uh, Humboldt. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just 
to think that this all kind of conspired from what Marty and I started all those years ago is, is amazing. And then also to finally track you down, uh, uh, we won't get into the details, but it was pretty funny how I ended up contacting you unless you, if you feel like sharing, cool. If you don't, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Steve got a hold of my old lady, you know, so. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve, I think he called or texted uh, and my, my wife. Um, I don't know how, how that number got up, but it's great. And uh, my wife was like, um, honey, I think one of your buddies from work needs, wants to talk to you or something. Call him back or something. And I'm like, okay. And then she goes, well, maybe not. I think this is something different. You should call him. And so there we go. We went on from there. It was good. It was good fine, bro. A lot of fun. Yeah, man. What, kind, were... of, what kind of bike you ride? Oh, yeah, I heard that. I got, I got my first motorcycle when I was eight. I'm into I'm into riding motorcycles. Oh, that's rad. Okay, you're gonna like this one. I come from a uh, I come from a cycling background. I used to be a road racer. I used to race bikes with like Lance Armstrong and Joe. Yeah, yeah, that was my generation. And so I love two wheels. Um, I got into mountain biking after I retired from from that from that exhilarating experience um i got into mountain biking for fun and i really enjoyed getting off the street um and um away from the traffic and the cars it was just getting worse and worse i don't know how the guys do it today and i don't know how they enjoy themselves especially yeah. in southern california it's just vicious and everyone's on their cell phone distracted and it's just a dangerous hobby now and it's awesome but it's dangerous so mountain biking is too hard and when <laughs> it's just it's hard to pedal your bike in the dirt for two and three and four hours and it's and it's time consuming um, i have too many obligations and responsibilities to to take time out like that if you do it once a week then you can't get good enough anyway and then i'm getting all oh dude oh no i totally hear you i used to be a professional mountain climber like and so like I, yeah i totally i don't climb at all because i got hurt and that's how i got into weed so like i got you man so it right so um i always wanted uh i've had like a road uh fcr 600 motorcycle in the past and stuff but i've always wanted to um dirt bike. I always wanted a dirt bike, but I've never got around to it. And they're so heavy. They're 250 pounds compared to the, you know, they're just a different, it's a different animal to a mountain bike altogether. But um, a couple of years back, they've been coming out with these electric. electric. And so um, I got myself a drill one. It's from Czechoslovakia. It's a, it's a really nice e-moto. And I just got it last year. And I've had so much fun on, in, the, in the woods on single tracks and, and or fire, tra fire, uh, fire roads. It just, it, it's been a really fun experience. And you get to see, I like to go places. So you get to go far and, um, and it's silent. It's, once you stop and you let off the throttle in, in the middle of the forest, there's no putt-putt and it's just silence. I've come upon like a bunch of deer and all sorts of animals because it's a lot more quiet. They can't really hear you till you're up on them. 
And uh, I've just been having a lot of fun with that. It's a drill one from Czechoslovakia. It's been badass. I got it from a Triton, um, Triton e-bikes in Texas. And I don't, I'm not like affiliated with those guys, but they, they treated me well and, and I got this sick bike. So hopefully I don't have any problems with it, you know, but you know, these, these electric things, I don't totally trust, but you'll have a lot. Sounds of cool. You have one yet? Do you have an e-bike? Or no, no, I've never even been on electric. It sounds like it's, it's a totally, gotta be a totally different experience. I mean, cause the power is direct, you know, direct. It's not like a, you know, you have the different sorts of torque and, and, you know, but on those things, it sounds, to me, it sounds frightening because it's just like, to me, I'm like, I'm going to hit that thing all the way back and it's going to fucking shoot off the fucking hell. You totally have to have a light hand. Yes. It, it's, um, you have to have a light hand uh, and it throws, it'll like a wild horse. It wants to throw you off immediately. Yeah. So, but, but you'll find the flow. Because there's no clutches too. So it's no, no it's clutch. Literally, yeah. So it's like all the way back. It's not like all the way back and then in and all the, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what I'm used to. Just like go all the way, go all the way, go all the way. You, know, you can't do that on that thing, right? This is the smile <laughs> I have in the middle of the forest by myself <laughs> with this stupid. But you're quiet. You're quiet and silent and like you get to enjoy a different thing. Yeah. It's a different that's trip, cool. man. And yeah, yeah, it's a different trip totally. There, it's a lot of fun. I, I hope to have some fun on it in the years to come in the summer, in, you know, in the rest of the season. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's yeah, that's been my that's been my fun. That's my whole that's my whole two wheel, my two wheel life right there. You guys got me all baked up talking about the past and the present, and maybe who knows the future, eh? And a question from chat. What is your favorite strain or maybe your top five strains um, uh, all these years? As far as growing. Uh, oh, I had fun with uh, White Widow. And I had fun with the AK-47. Uh, Irene. There's a plant called Irene or Irene's Aspiration. Are you guys familiar with that? heard of irene yeah it's a it's like a from northern cal <clears throat> a really incredible um og kush and and so i, I irene's aspiration or something i don't Ooh, know renee. renee no it was irene it was irene so i'm just yeah yeah and then of course uh that super kush. come on irene um i had to sorry Yeah, those have been some of my favorite, and the ones that are the three that I'm growing right now. I'd like to get some new genetics, though. Do you have any um, really older lines that maybe uh, are kind of uh, ones that other people don't have, just you know, because they've been so back crossed and all the rest? I no, I think everybody's had everything at this point. I I know that there's somebody out there, you know, some quiet hippie that uh you know that does it but you know so there's i like i was asking about um when i was up in alaska about that mamushka thunder matanuska i have it dude i have the i have the i have this atf that i've held since me and my buddy since 2000 i don't know seven six and it's uh, i've 
it's the real fucking deal. Like we, we're going to, we're going to get in tissue, which it needs to go in tissue. It's, it's, it's gone through some hell, dude, you know, like it still produces good weed, but like, uh, I'm not fucking smoking and talking about it every day right now, but it, but it used to be, we would get $4,000 a pound fucking when people were getting three, three and a half, like, cause it was so sparkly, just like, you know, the jar on the wall, you, you know, you'd be like, what the fuck is that one? You know, um, Alaskan Thunderfuck or Madanuska Thunderfuck. It had the two names. I, it's, I think there's different versions. The one I got is called ATF. And um, I've, I've been working on a BX of it. So I have a BX2. I'm working a BX3 this, this season. Is that the, the Uranus cut? Or is it I don't know. One? I think it's a different one. Um, my, like my buddy Rob's been talking about it. If you follow him, Rob Mayer down in Portland, he's, he's like the fucking ATF fanatic. Um, but I've been doing the breeding with it. And, you know, when I told you that, he, that there's some dude moved in the basement, it was this guy, Rob, with this ATF and six lights. And then he disappeared for like six months. And we, so we just filled up this room full of ATF. And, you know, it, it, we, we Can made a lot of money. Mind, Josh, uh, have you ever met a guy named, uh, I, I guess I wouldn't say his last name, if, even if I knew it. He goes by MZ Stevia. Uh, uh, online. He lived right in your neighborhood, basically in north northeast Portland. Uh, he shopped at the same garden store, Roots uh, Garden Supply. Anyway, uh, he bred with a bit with the ATF. He calls it the Alaskan Thunderfuck. Uh, in my case, I got a strain that I call, well, actually, that I named the Ruby Jack, basically, and it was a three-way cross, a couple different things, a Shishkaberry, NL5, Alaskan Thunderfuck, and I was just thinking to myself, like, some, he got it from somewhere, so I was just wondering to myself, like, if one of the things, you know, something, 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 maybe he got it from you, you know what I mean? Maybe you got something from one of his Not friends. Not from me. On and on and yeah, on, I, you know? I don't know, like, so, my, well, I don't know. I, like, I can, t- I can only tell you my experience with it. My buddy Rob, bought it for a pound a weed four thousand bucks um from from one dude and he brought it into our house and then we bought it from him uh in trade for taking care of his shit for six months me and my other buddy justin so like this wasn't uh freely trade this plant has never been freely trade traded uh it, the one this this one that i have is in, that's in terms of that what i know rob's held it i've held it he's come and given it to me my, my other buddy who doesn't, who isn't really involved has held it. And there's maybe one other friend that had it for a second that doesn't have it. Um, so the, so the, the, you know, in, in terms of that chain, that's fucking tight as fucking shit. Um, and I, and I would doubt that anyone has, anyone else has held onto that, but, but it did come from Portland area around, around some time. And my buddy Rob bought it from his friend for a pound, $4,000. Um, it was the going rate at that time. And from his friend who wouldn't fucking give it to him, you know? So <laughs> when you're, when, and it was, he was like his best buddy too. Like he ended up being really, you know, he, he told me the story. Like hey, he'd hop on here right now and tell you, he's like, he doesn't talk to the dude. He'll tell you, you know, how, how like stupid that was, you know? And I thought it was stupid that I had to fucking make that trade. Like we took care of this guy's plants for three months. And now all of a sudden he's going to give me a cut and trade for it. But, you know, it's a pretty cool one, and we made a lot of money off of it. Yeah, that's rare. I'm I'm stoked to hear that. Yeah. So another question: What has been your most positive impact on your uh, professional career after releasing your work? Um. <clears throat> 
It's just um, when you do something that feels good and then maybe you can handle something that doesn't feel so good. So if you're going, you know, so does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't know about you. I mean, there's probably a few people on this panel that have, you know, already said like, oh man, I watched, I watched your videos and, and learn how to grow. For me, like I was, I got a couple messages since we started here actually, just about, you know, like, hey, you know, we've been watching for a long time, you're at six years or whatever. To me, that's like the super fun stuff. Or, or when like, you know, somebody's like, hey, I treated my cancer with weed that you helped me grow, you know, like stuff like that is like, you know, to me is, is the best. I mean, obviously we do all this for free anyway, so there's no... <laughs> there's not much competition. We're not, you know, making any money on the podcast or anything, but, but for me, that's the, that's the fun stuff. Those are the great messages to get, you know, like, Hey, I watched, I listened to your guys' podcast and started growing weed and I've been doing it for three years now. And, you know, we do aquaponics or living soil, or, you know, we saw Elaine Ingram's and we took her class and, you know, like all those things for me are like just helping people grow better. Just like you were talking about, you know, becoming the, what did you say? The greenest version of themselves or something like that? I, I like that tagline. Yeah. Yeah, it feels really good. It's humbling. And it just feels good. To, you know, when you're in the flow doing something and then you do it and you let it go. And then and if it helps people, like especially, you know, anybody, but it really was made for, you know, medical and spiritual users, right? So, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's that's nice to be a part of. If uh, if people do want to, uh, oh, let me pull up the the right site here. There we go. Um, they can go to Amazon. You can get his book here. Uh, his very first volume here on Amazon. You can check it out. I grow chronic, and then he has I grow chronic too, as well. And you can get both of those on Amazon. Uh, his YouTube channel is JD Green. You can subscribe to that. Give him some love. Get him some more subscribers, and um, and check out his Amazon. Thanks, Steve. Heck yeah! It's uh again super cool to have uh, finally found you. I, I've spent quite a few hours trying to do that. No, I'm sorry. It took. I'm sorry. It was so hard. No, no, no. It was fun. It was like a, a challenge, you know? It was like a quest. Worked out. Worked out good. Thank, Thank you yeah. guys for having me on the show, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Think, Cheers. It was fun. Do you still want to tell um, uh, new growers out there or, you know, people that uh, uh, want to follow you in your work or um, uh, anything else you want to you mention before we... Uh, I'll wrap up the, the interview segment. No, I think you, you put you put it down in the uh, in the links. Yep. It's been a, it's been a great show. Thank you guys. Nice meeting all of you. And uh, we'll talk again. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah uh, come on my show. You'll have lots of fun. <laughs> uh, we get uh, nice and stone, man. All right, excellent. Cheers, dude. All right, and cheers. You're welcome to hang out, and if you need to run, uh, that's fine too. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you guys. All right. Much love. Appreciate you again for coming on, man. It's uh, super awesome to have you on. Yeah, it was nice to be here. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, man. All right, cool. See you soon. Cheers.
Uh, well, that was a, a super amazing interview. Uh, again, uh, we spent quite, I spent quite a, quite a while trying to track him down and uh, quite a few uh, random phone numbers and emails and other things to try and finally find him. But uh, we got it. So that was super cool, uh, especially for our sixth anniversary. Uh, Marty and I originally started the show. <coughs> we met on Facebook and uh, decided we were tired of people telling us that you couldn't do uh, aquaponic cannabis and uh, started the show off and um, to kind of educate people that, hey, this does work and uh, it tastes good and it looks good and, uh, you know, it does just as good as all the rest. And then, uh, you know, evolved the show a little bit later on and, um, you know, kind of created this whole amazing uh, uh, community that we have now with all these awesome listeners and uh, a slew of just incredible guests and, you know, diverse guests. I try to do a, a pretty good job of, uh, you know, giving you guys a bunch of different content each month. So. Oh, I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. Thank you, guys. I didn't realize I had him uh, spot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, and thanks, Marty, too, for uh, sticking uh, sticking with it for <laughs> this whole time as well. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I said, you know, you you do ninety five percent of the of the booking work and so you know you've done a great job getting guests and getting out there and doing stuff and you know uh it's it's been been a lot of fun and uh you know it was cool to have uh mr green on i really <clears throat> really enjoyed that i think i did see his video um relatively early after it came online um but i had seen it one other time i think somebody down in humble got a hold of it and uh at one of our one of our notorious hash parties down down there. Um, we uh, <laughs> always like to watch like weird, obscure, like stand up or whatever. And somebody had the, a VHS copy of his video and we threw that on and <laughs> all these stoners were just cracking up, you know, and the, you know, of course, you know, we had the, the old head is there, you know, like, you know, grumbling about all the stuff that, you know, they were doing wrong. Cause it's, you know, old hippie and humble has been doing it for, you know, a long time but uh <clears throat> that it's definitely the first video content i had ever seen trying to educate people on growing cannabis so that was that was pretty cool to see and get to talk to him so kudos to steve again for for tracking them down if, if you've got old cannabis content on the internet you better watch out steve's coming for you yeah if, uh, if anybody has anybody else <laughs> that really want me to track down like it's like hamilton if anyone now, hold on. And this is a request on my behalf. I want Hamilton Morrison on this show real fucking bad. If anyone can help me get in touch with him, I will love you forever. And Serious. I will send you a ton of seeds and a bunch of... I, I had a bunch of people tag him, try to get him to come to the conference. I was trying to get him to be a speaker at the conference. No, no such luck. Yeah, so that's something that... Uh, so he's the, he's the last person left, but uh, the two last people I have is Mr. Green and him uh so um hopefully maybe next year or sometime in the next year we can try and track down hamilton uh fingers crossed but uh but yeah hamilton mr green uh, miss so mr green and um uh, gypsy nirvana i think i'm the only person at least at the moment that has an interview with either one of them that's right yeah i remember that there was there was somebody else too that you got that hadn't done any interviews in a while and came back 
That Gypsy Nirvana show was good. I've I've actually gone back and watched. That's one of the few that I've gone back and watched a few times. I know a lot of people have weird feelings or didn't talk about it, but whatever. Like it was a great show, Steve. Oh yeah, especially because cool. we got him like two weeks after he beat the DEA case, so it was like really interesting time to talk to. Him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, to me, that's kind of fun. Like half the fun of doing the show is hunting down some of these guests and trying to find some fucking way to contact them because it's, again, it's kind of half the enjoyment. Have you done Arjan? Have you got Arjan on here? Uh, I have not had Arjan on the show, but I do. I have a, I can get him on whatever. I have a contact for him. I think I have a cell phone number actually. Uh, I've talked to him for a long time at a, um, uh, I forget which event, I think it was in Toronto. Uh, about African strains uh, and along with a couple other people. But anyways, uh, we've had a whole bunch of cool people. On, uh, and if anybody has any requests, you know, feel free to email me, potentproducts at gmail. Uh, again, I'll do my best to hunt them down. Um, so, and What about you, Josh? Uh, you have a conference coming up. Uh, let me throw that up on the screen. I was going to say, uh, before we transition to that, um... That guy, uh, Rasta Bob. Yep. I've been on a couple of shows with him. I, have you had him on? He's, he oh, is, yeah. he's fucking a cool cat, man. I sent him a link <laughs> earlier on his Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. He's, welcome to he's been on a few times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's okay. a good people. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool cat. <clears throat> but yeah, we're heading out to Maine uh, next week. I'll be on a plane next, a week from now. I'll be actually not on a plane. I'll be We'll all be in uh, Maine a week from now. Up in Dresden, Maine, at the the good family farm, Nature's uh, Summit Farm. Uh, these guys are super cool. Um, I have actually never met them in person. Only only social socially met social media met, but they reached out uh, a couple a number a handful of years ago and said, "Hey, we'd love to host the fucking conference at our farm." And um, they have a, a dope ass barn where they host events, and um, it's about you know twenty minutes north of Portland. Not too bad a drive. And anyways, excuse me. Um, I've been following following their farming too, and it, it, they're doing some really cool shit. And so uh, I'm really excited to go check them out and check out what they do. Uh, they're gonna set up live ro- uh, rosin pressing. Um, you know, so I'm kind of talking about some things that are unique about this event. You know, most people have heard me ramble on about these events and, and know what know kind of the general the general gist. But like, it's I think it's going to be really really fun uh, in terms of in the hash world. Um, Michigan was really sweet, and there was a lot of amazing hash there. But um, we were on we've been on some lives the last couple of week, couple of days, and uh, different folks are bringing a bunch of different hash to be pressed. And so we're going to do some, some, some really cool shit. You know, I don't, I don't want to say too much more, um, but th- there'll be some cool shit there and, and that'll be really exciting. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a, you know, it's a three day event, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, super fucking intense. I, I feel the need to like start telling people that even though I've, we've been doing it for four years, um, it's a super intense event. And I, it, like, I'm realizing um, that I'm an intense person and, you know, we, we, it's 36 hours straight of education. We go 9am to 9pm, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, 
And then Sunday we end at like three, four, five o'clock. You know, we try to we try to aim for three, but we, it's usually about five, five thirty-six that we we end up getting out of there. Um, and we kind of start with the very basics. Um, Steve Steve has been kicking off the show this year, um, with the exception of Humboldt. Doctor Elaine Ingham usually kicks off the show, and she did in Humboldt. We had a little scheduling conflict, um, or it was my fault actually. We didn't. Uh, I didn't put the PST or the the time zone, so we, we I messed up the time. So Steve on the fly. Uh, when we realized that, you know, nine nine a.m., eight fifty nine a.m. Uh, on Friday, he's like, I can up in like totally chill. Like Steve is so chill under pressure. You guys got to know this to t- almost a fault. Like sometimes it makes me angry in the moment. Like I get like frustrated with that. He's not like more flustered. <laughs> I don't know if he's even paid attention to what I'm saying, but like, I, to- I totally appreciate how chill he is uh, after the fact, <laughs> but he like totally hopped in and um, ran with his, his show. And so we're going to do that again and go with that. And so Steve's going to open up uh, the event and uh, then we are going to move on to Dr. Elaine Ingham, who's going to talk, you know, more specifically about water and how that relates to the soil food web. Um, and then, then the next step will be uh, Eric Branstead talking uh, greenhouse design. Um, and he talks a lot about king and water. And he's been he's been doing greenhouse uh, work and environmental design for I don't know how long, but he's he is definitely the, the greenhouse guru. Um, he's got an excellent talk. And then uh, on Friday night we have uh, Joshua Steensland, who is a living soil um, farmer. He's a uh, been you know he's got a ton of content online he he does goes on ig a lot does a ton of lives he's a soil food web student um he's got a indoor living soil hemp farm the ohio fire factory um that's really fucking dope and um really stoked to have him on him on the on the team because he is he's he's very thorough and he digs into digs in deep into all the like the bullshit of how we do living soil and he'll, he'll go and test stuff. And, and his approach is, is, um, very minimalist. You know, that's what I've always appreciated of him. His home garden that he shows off is, uh, is a pretty much a water only. I think he does some, some stuff in between cycles, but, um, him and I grow very similar, similarly. And, uh, anyways, it's, it's a great night. And uh, then we wake up bright and early and um, Suzanne, the bug lady is on talking about IPM using beneficial insects. And, um, and then we transition after, after that into Chris Trump, Korean natural farming. And, um, and he's going to talk all about liquid IMO, which is um, basically, you know, KNF's version of a compost tea, uh, if you will, and, and are, are unfamiliar, but he'll break it all down. And then uh, the night session, we're going to have uh, Dan from uh, Rebel Grown, Dan Pomeranian. Um, and he is a very experienced grower, very experienced breeder. Um, he's been at all the events. He's been, he wasn't at the very first one, but he's, he's been at a bunch of events. He's been at all the Humboldt events. He's on the very first breeder's panel that we put out. It was super magical. Um, Dan and I have got, a ton, got to connect a ton and uh, a lot of respect for him. He's, he's a real legit working farming breeding son of a gun um he's on the east and the west coast he lives out uh, out in the east coast uh, with his family but he's also got a 
his farm still fucking rocking hardcore in, in uh, Humboldt that he flies back to all the time. It, it's pretty amazing. Uh, and then on Sunday morning, uh, we're going to wake up and talk to uh, Uncle Cav and he's going to give us give us a lecture on uh, what's up in, in, in the scene and uh, fucking I can't say enough about Kev. Like he is a fucking true bro um, to me, and he's a true bro uh, to everyone basically that comes to the conference. Like he holds court. Uh, like I've never seen someone hold court. He comes to these conferences uh, bright and early, um, and and ready to hang out. And he hangs out the whole time. Like if you want to hang out with Kevin Jodry, the best way to fucking hang out with Kevin Jodry is to come to one of these conferences and fucking roll up with a little jar of weed and and uh, hang out. And that's what he does for three days. And then uh, on Sunday, he's there to talk to us about uh, basically what he's, how he's this trends he's seeing in the market and how to give us ideas on how to move forward together as a community to uh, survive, uh, you know, legalization, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it. Um, and then from there, we transitioned to uh, genetics and, uh, you know, was really inspired by Kevin. He was a, uh, for those who don't know who Kevin Jodry is, he was the kind of the first guy to hold a cannabis nursery. Um, and as part of that, he put on a, a series, the wonder, it was called Wonderland nursery. It was called the Wonderland nursery breeders meet the breeders series. And I got that. Most of us got the opportunity to meet these really good, cool breeders uh, online. Um, you know, and I've got to know all these guys personally now, and it's pretty epic. Um, but it really changed the way I was able to think about genetics and cannabis. I didn't realize people were breeding for different traits and they were breeding it in different regions. I knew they were breeding for different traits, but not in different regions that hadn't really came to my awareness. And I was like, Oh shit, Eric. Cause I read, I knew that and I know California. I lived, I lived in a few spots. It was like Eric's down in central Valley where it's dry desert and uh, bam is over on the coast. And so is, uh, um, jesse um, biovortex and and jackson's on the coast and they have they're dealing with heavy heavy wet pressures and so i kind of lean towards that given my environment but it just kind of blew my whole mind on the on the whole thing and how that works and so i wanted to emulate that and that's why i ended up inviting kevin to be a part of this thing and, and to, to emulate this thing and so that's what we do we kind of switch gears in the afternoon and we do a, a, a breeders uh panel a couple breeders panels but we do it regionally and the whole purpose is to highlight the breeders and highlight the work of the folks that, that the folks are doing in that region so that folks within that region can connect with them and say, oh, you know, there's six guys up on this panel. They're all breeding in Maine or in the in the in the in the East Coast. And at least one of them has got to like lean towards your style and then you go get seeds from him and they're going to do that much better than they would from the guy that's growing in a different style. You know what I mean? Um, that's the whole purpose of it and to, to bring awareness. And so, and then, and then we, we're going to close out the event with a seed swap. We've done it uh, a number of times and it's epic. Um, you know, the, the, the cost of the ticket is 450 bucks um, plus fees. It's like close to 500 and you know, those are just fucking fees, but that's what the deal is. And it's a big, heavy, steep ticket. I know it is. It costs a lot of money to put these on. I do not make money on these. I am holding my fucking breath to break even straight up. You know, I'm within, I'm within six to $10,000 of breaking even. <laughs> um, but it's, fucking, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, 
um, so it's not a money making thing. And I'm just kind of like throwing it out there to say that the seed swap alone is worth yeah. the ticket price. Like I, like I, 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 I pull out, you know, you know, and I, I put the event on, so I probably get maybe a little more seeds than other people, but maybe not because I don't run around trying to get seeds. Like I'm usually holding, holding court and handing seeds out to people. Um, but if you were really like after it, like, I mean, my, the bags I post from Humboldt and from Michigan, they're like a pound full of seeds. You know what I mean? Like, a, a, you know what I mean? Like a, the size in it, because I, I, it's in a turkey bag. Yeah, that's what I call it a pound, you know, because it's like this, you know, it's like the size of what a pound of weed would be in seed. It's like, you know, I got, I don't know, 50 packs, 40 packs at least, you know, I've definitely got more. Um, and they're, and they're from everyone that's, that's there and available. And, you know, from some of the best breeders are giving out seeds at these events, you know? Um, so, yeah, that's, um, that's worth the ticket price just by itself. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, so I, I just, took, you know, I'm, I'm trying to market this deal. I always feel bad marketing things, but, um, to throw that throw on top of it, we're, we're doing a breeding project. So if you, if you buy a ticket and show up to the, these conferences, um, you will get mailed a pack of seeds and a t-shirt uh, that's attached with an NFT and also gives you access to uh, the regenerative seed co site. Uh, this spring in May, we're going to switch the site over to a membership only site. It'll be heavily education based um, discounted seeds. Uh, the seeds that will be bought, bought that you can have access to will be discounted, but they will also be increased value to the breeder. So the breeder will get a, a bigger percentage of the cut. Um, and it's kind of like the Costco model. You know, when you go into Costco, everything's cheaper. There'll be actually a grow store attached to it. So we're working on that um, where you can buy soils and different things. Like I'm, I, I haven't gone, gone through it, but I'm basically going to hand pick a bunch of stuff that, that fits within uh, the regenerative cannabis growing things that are useful and you'll get a discount to buy those, you know, through the, through the site. Um, so uh, you'll get it with it, with the coming to the conference, you get a year subscription to that for free. And then you also get mailed a pack of seeds, which is the root beer uh, cross chem dog special reserve seeds, the Soto project. And you all have also have access to another le level of within the site. And so the idea is, you know, I, it's hard to explain. I'm, I've been trying to, I'm getting better and better at explaining it, but I'm creating regional, we're creating regional breeding project with this line, right? So the root beer cross chem dog special reserve is a really fucking cool line. The root beer is really hot. It's a, basically a Hindu Kush, black Affy. Um, what else is in there? Cascadian. I, I kind of forget. Uh, pure Kush and uh, sour D. Yep. There's some sour D in there. There's a headband. It's one of the two. It's, a, it's head, it's headband. It's headband. Yeah. It's headband. Um, uh, and then, and then the chem dog special reserve, it, it was the pollen that the same pollen that was donated by Leo from aficionado to make the black lime reserve, uh, that, that Jackson made at the same time. So he made these seeds with that same pollen and the chem dog special reserve, uh, is, is really puts on the mildew and mold resistance. I've come to learn. Um, and it's, it puts, turns up the, the gas, obviously, and turns up the potency uh, on everything. So um, I got gifted these seeds from Kevin Jodry. He's like, yo man, the root beer is pretty hot. I got these a long time ago. You should probably you know, open pollinate them and then check that out because he knows that I open up big, bigger lines you know, and I have a big garden and I, I, that's what I try to do. And so I can sift through and find something 
maybe more 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 rare you know and um anyway so i so i opened up this line and uh this fall it was really gnarly cascading he lives up here he can testify it was a, it was a more gnarlier than normal season we up in my county here we had flooding and in 75 percent of this community in sumas all the houses gone you know like it was really gnarly from rain um and so anyways, uh, the, the chem, these, these, these seeds did really well. I brought them in like early November and, uh, currently I'm making F2s of them right now. And so those are the seeds that are going out and the, and the F2 is going to have a big selection of what's going on in the, uh, in the genetic pool. It's going to be really awesome. And so each region, the Humboldt region, the Michigan region, and the main region will each be a, a regional breeding project of these line, this line. And folks that want to participate and grow, they can come into the Regen Seacoast site and then get into the Soto project within their region and uh, get on a, a board, you know, a forum where we can communicate, we can talk and show pictures and testing results and eventually vote on uh, what the, pro the progeny will use to make the, the line forward. Right. And so uh, then we'll then we'll have someone make we'll vote on who will do the breeding project and and then we'll end up selling those seeds. And so we'll have, you know, a line from each of these regions um, that was selected by the group. Um, and it's it's just a fun way to fucking play, honestly. Um, and so big thanks to everyone involved, like Leo, you know, um, big thanks to Gene, big thanks to Kev, big thanks to Shiloh Massive and the folks who brought you know, brought the chem dog in and everyone else involved in that, you know? Um, yeah. Anyways, so I, I feel like I'm just going off, but there, that, that's the kind of bit, the value I'm trying to build into this heavy ticket, you know, and it's, a, and it's, there's a lot there. And, and if you got the ability, uh, you should fucking come because it's not going to happen like this ever, ever again. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep doing events, uh, but they're going to be different and smaller and, and, um, I've got some pretty exciting things going forward, but this is good. This is a one of a kind. So uh, you should come if you can travel, if you have to. That sounds pretty cool, man. That's pretty exciting. Especially with all the additions and this the swap over the website. It'll be cool to see how it turns out for you. Yeah, we're working, we're working really hard. Um, Fumi's been working on, working on it. Uh, Potent's been working on it. And um there's a couple other guys we're, we're really just loosely organizing, but we hope to pull it all together. Honestly. Um, I just had a big meeting with my web guy and I think in, in the, the, the store is a drop ship type thing. So it's not like I'm going to house a store. It's basically me picking products. So, um, it could be a really fucking cool deal. You know, I, I, you know, I won't make any money in that transaction. It's just a queen, you know? So I think it'll be, it'll be good for a lot, a lot in a lot of way. Um, to categorize that we were talking about that earlier uh Fumi was actually talking about categorizing coots or his his content and so that's part of the vision is that the, the, the forum is not like it's not going to be discord um, i'm essentially trying to rewrite the nft concept and take what i think is cool about that and rewrite that within my our own platform that we can like i say we you know because there's more people involved now um that makes sense. Um, oh, but, but track. So, so what I was trying to say is like, and so, you know, like right, right now, th this is the biggest travesty, Steve, we're celebrating the, the sixth anniversary of, of this, this show, how many fucking shows 
he has covered every, from A to fucking B, tits to ass, you know, every fucking part of the whole damn thing over and over and over and over, backwards, upside down, holding a breath. Like, it's crazy. This, you know, and there's many other shows that have done the same future cannabis project has cut a ton of fucking footage, but it's not that it's not categorized, you know? And so um, I hope that the, 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 the goal is that we can build a database. And so when, when whoever is uploading a video, as I'm, as I'm talking to my web guy, when the video gets to get uploaded, and even if it's hosted from, from, from YouTube, it's being you know brought in, you click on categories, you know, the soil, seeds, uh, fucking flowering, uh, nutrients, whatever things apply so that when on the, on the front end as a user is coming through and they're, they go into like, look at educational content and then click on seed germination and then another level. And they're, they're, it makes it a, a cleaner, smoother way to transition and find information rather than just like, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate, you know, I wish there, you know, I don't know, maybe people have mentioned hashtags and stuff, but like, I don't, I don't think that, uh, unfortunately, the Potent Products channel isn't, you know, hashtagged enough to, to fucking surf. Maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we've had a, a huge, you know, kind of steady growth on the channel, especially given, um, you know, being a cannabis channel, we get censored all the time. And it's really fucking hard to grow a channel when you're a cannabis content thing. And it takes a lot of just making long interesting videos and making a lot of just content all the time and sticking with it i know marty and i both kind of got a little bit frustrated at the end of our second year and we're like should we keep doing this and we kept going and you know look where we are now we've done so much cool stuff and i'm kind of glad we stuck with it so i am very glad not just kind of (laughs) yeah i'm very glad too You know, I've learned so many different things about so many different topics I would have never learned about in cannabis or even just plants, you know, or under, finally understood why, you know, observations were a certain way or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, what's up with you, uh, Cascadian? Uh, what's up with you and your garden? Uh, it's nice to see you. Yeah, it's nice to be back. I had to take a little break for the winter and get my head right, get my soul right, but... Um... Things are good. The garden's doing what the garden does. Um, trying to grow out um, me and Jean's root beer back across three again. So I got little baby seedlings of that going and I'm working on um, some breeding. I got the Bubba Kush, pre 98 Bubba Kush, in is it week five or six now with some uh, Northern Lights number one. So I made that cross. I'm pretty excited about that one, actually, but uh, it's for what I'm going to be able to do with it, not necessarily for the cross itself. But uh, it's been fun the last, yeah, five, six weeks watching the Bubba and the NL flower together and see how similar they are, but how different they are, too. I think the NLs are F5s, F6s, somewhere in there. Um, They're... They're a lot sweeter than the Bubba. They got a little bit more uh, yield than the Bubba does. But there's definitely some aromatic um, overlap. So with the Bubba NL cross, it'll be cool to see if I can pick out 
the Bubba flavor, Bubba high, with some increased yield and uh, still indica dominant structure. Turn around and use that as a, the one I'm really excited about to use that as a pollen donor on is the Pure Kush, the Topanga Canyon or Hollywood or LA Pure Kush. Because uh, that one's got a lot of bigger, a lot of stretch and an interesting profile. So I want to see how that all matches together. But um, that's that's about it, man. <laughs> doing the, the seed separators, doing the veggie and herb seeds on Etsy still. I'm trying to get back into this YouTube swing of things. Because you know, once you don't do it for a while, you kind of get a little rusty. You start to use your two ears more than your one mouth, and that doesn't work very well when you're on, on a show. So it's a little bit of an adaptation, but I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. Angan, glad to be back on here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you on. Um, uh, anything you wanted to uh, uh, mention here, Marty? If you're still there, yeah, he might be <laughs> stepped away for a minute. That's all right. Um, what about congrats you? On, congrats on six years, though, man. That's quite a while. Uh, Fumi, did you want to mention your uh, authority or set up on everyone? Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, uh, no, I don't want to have a chance to freely advertise my website. Uh, call me a crazy person. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> being sarcastic, apparently I'm also losing my voice here. Thank you very much. Uh, potent for showing it come take a look folks fumidoro seed co you can also type chronictable.com. that's also the name of the podcast uh we have an even longer form version of uh, basically uh, uh, potent show uh, if you guys enjoy essentially a pub style atmosphere uh, basically where you are never sort of talked over uh, when uh, i mean accidentally you might be talked over because fuck we get high I, I don't know what to tell you but we don't try to talk you over we make an effort not to uh, and we like to uh, really dig into kind of uh, concepts we do sometimes get high and lose our train of thought but that's uh, all in the game of uh, having fun and uh, fun discussions. Anyway, uh, Chronic Table is the name of the podcast. Fumidor and the Flavors is the YouTube channel. And uh, well, I'd be honored if you guys take a look at the uh, website here. Take a look at some strains, perhaps. Perhaps pick some up for your uh, spring needs. And uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate having you. It's been fun thank having you. you on. Cheers, dude. Always a pleasure. Yeah, Fumi's been uh, uh, on the show quite a bit. I mean, I think, what was it, like a year or two, year and a half ago, something like that? It's been something like that, yeah. Yeah, man. It's been fun. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Went and uh, mobbed down to the Humboldt Conference and caused a bunch of chaos and hung out with Dr. Efron and clacking his coot and a whole bunch of other people. It was fun. We did indeed. Yeah, it was fun watching you guys post about that. When I seen you guys together with coot, I was like, oh, hell, if I could be a fly on the wall. I'm sure you guys had some great conversations, great jokes. Oh, there's a lot of content coming that hasn't been released yet that that'll come out on. Uh, uh, Josh is working on some cool, some cool stuff, so that'll be coming out on the as part of the conference, and then eventually out on the uh, um, or there first, and then on uh, on the rest of the uh, YouTube stuff. So you guys will like it, especially the Dr. Efron. I mean, we spent entirely too long hanging out with Dr. Efron, but yeah, we got a lot of good content. We could, we could have spent a whole... Drinking, uh, what, a uh, 15-year-old whiskey, something like that? I had to drive, so I couldn't drink any of the goddamn whiskey. But, uh, yeah, they, they were getting sauced and having fun talking about mushrooms. It was delicious. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, he, Dr. Efron is a super cool guy. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to having him on. I definitely have to get him on again the show uh, sometime. And uh, Coot was fun too. And uh, I think we had all kinds of cool stuff. And then uh, we had a bunch of cool interviews in Michigan. You know, interviewed uh, Nick and uh, a bunch of other awesome people. I forget who else, but. Yeah, we got Lefty's Farm. We got Underground Organics. He stumped, uh, sometimes uh, stops in your show. He was uh, actually stopped by uh, my show yesterday. Who else? So we got to talk to Tommy. Uh, and then, uh, uh, funny enough, Joshua Steensley got to talk to that. I cannot remember his name. The Soil Guy. Uh, who interviewed... Uh, now I'm even forgetting his uh, original breeders group. I can't remember. If Dutch is still... I guess Dutch, Dutch is not here. I uh, can't think of his first name. Anyway, that was a great interview. Like I had such a, a cool perspective. Oh, maybe he was one of the joint interviews with... Uh, uh, see, we had so many that I don't even remember. Yeah, still in we, the process we of editing. There was a bunch of interviews and they all kind yeah. of blur together when you're running behind the cameras. Filmy did a great job doing the interviews he definitely has a radio voice for sure nah. <laughs> yeah how how was it Fumi taking the show on the road different to say the least yeah 100 i mean uh i guess uh interesting kind of difference because actually i didn't take the show on the road like you know uh, my show is kind of like this show where we have these you know conversations basically with each other uh that one essentially most of the time i was basically behind the camera kind of quiet you know what i mean uh, with the interviews with you know nick and a few of those of those other guys i was interviewing them as well so that was a little bit more familiar but uh yeah i don't know interesting contrast whatever it's always good to do new things right yeah yeah it probably feels good to be back in person too after yeah. such a stint oh yeah absolutely uh how do i say this uh, a lot of the people that i know are basically saying the same thing that all of us basically are collectively kind of getting squirrely you know because it's been a couple of years of weird semi-permanent isolation for some people some people i know basically because they have asthma or whatever have literally been isolated for two years people are getting freaking squirrely so yeah going out and seeing people is a big 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 deal when it was at spring creek sun at humboldt it was like the second or third time he's left his property right 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 uh that was even one of the panelists uh zelig and humboldt he basically said he left his house he left his property twice or three times in the last like three years once to go to the emerald cup twice to go to the show and i think one more time to go to the grocery store when his wife like didn't go to the grocery store for them <laughs> yeah he's yeah, that's a, definitely an interesting character for sure he was on the show as well uh, a couple of weeks ago so right definitely check out his interview he's definitely a knowledgeable man when it comes to organic uh, cannabis production for sure so, Pug, what are you going to do now that you've basically interviewed everybody? You know? Oh, I have a bunch more people. I actually have, like, about 20 people that I already have, like, in some level of NQ where I've talked to them at least once about coming on the show, and they've agreed to it, and we just got to get a schedule. So we have, well, I don't, actually, I don't even want to spoil it because we have some really cool people, some people that I'm even kind of surprised and, and psyched to get on because it's somebody I used to listen to with my dad. And some other cool stuff. So uh, we have some cool people coming on the show that are um, people that you guys definitely have heard of before. So that'll be fun. Uh, and then um, what else? Just trying to do some more content. I'm trying to. I'm gonna be launching a Patreon soon. I'm gonna have a lot more like really short, like five to ten minute grow videos that are hyper specified uh, on a specific topic, and then they'll kind of release on there for a month or two beforehand. And then they'll trickle over to YouTube. But if you want like the latest month or two worth of content, 
you know, you, you can sign up. And then just as a way for people to like, hey, if they want to donate to like support the show and support the hosting of the show, like it costs me about 125 bucks to host the show each month between audio hosting, video hosting, backups, all the different things to make sure that, you know, if something happens that I can recover all the content, you know, the YouTube channel gets threatened on a regular basis with the uh, various YouTube fuckery. So um, that's happened twice. I mean, we had uh, a whole feud between two guests and end up with our channel getting a 90 day suspension on uh, um, because someone claimed some copyright bullshit over someone's name being the same as someone on the show some other stupid idiotic bullshit so we had to to broadcast from a backup channel uh, which is uh if anyone ever wants it in case we ever do have to follow the backup channel it is uh growing with fishes podcast uh on youtube um that is also the backup channel for this channel so that you know if you ever can't find us uh, on a normal day uh, we'll be live there instead just in case but uh that happened um youtube has gotten us up to two strikes on multiple occasions for simply linking, uh, you know, the guests' email or website addresses and the website that was in their email or whatever else. So that's been fun. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, we've also had a lot of super cool stuff. It's been cool to go out to lots of shows and meet people that have, you know, watched the show. It's been really fun to, like, get all kinds of cool emails about We've had, I won't mention what country, but we've had two separate people in two different countries where they would be killed if they got caught. Send me pictures of their grow and tell me like how stoked they were to listen to our show. And and that's something that really was kind of like, man, that's, that's fucking awesome. Um, and then also just there's a bunch of different events that have kind of spawned out of the, the, the show. And um, I know Josh and, and I'm going to, you know, got the the idea for the the regen conference after uh, we were fucking around after one of the shows that we were doing here uh, and a bunch of other cool stuff and uh i mean there's just so many cool people that have been on here and just so much cool knowledge and so many different things uh, i do somehow need to figure out a way to better categorize uh uh all the different guests and stuff that we've had is one of the reasons why i'm still stick to the numbering system because it's like I can memorize what number episode a certain guest is on. And then I can't, you know, I can, I can rattle that off. Right. But like, if it was just, Oh, this guest episode, like it's just too hard to remember, you know? <laughs> so, but if anyone ever has any suggestions, we've certainly evolved the show quite a bit in the beginning. Marty and I used to have different segments. We had like, what the fuck is this? And can I use it? Or we Marty or I would go to the grocery store and buy some product. And then we would like tell you if the products that were in it were like fish, you know, fish compatible and what dosage and then for soil and all that. So that was kind of fun. Um, it'd be fun to kind of bring back that back maybe as a YouTube series instead of a segment on the, on the, on the podcast uh, and, and maybe edit out some of those old, up, old ones, but also like, you know, just film some new ones. Uh, and there's some other cool stuff that we want to do. Um, and then also just trying to just get more content. Um, I'm, fingers crossed going to be managing quite a large facility here uh, uh, for the rest of the year. So uh, if that goes through, uh, I'll definitely have a ton of soil content and then content on a scale that you guys probably have never seen before um, without getting into details because it's not hundred percent finalized, but it will be in the next two weeks. Um, but if all, again, all that goes through, you guys are going to see quite a large facility here that I'll be running at least for the, the rest of the year. So that'll be fun. And, uh, 
I don't know. That's other cool stuff. I'm just excited to go up to Maine. And, um, you know, the East Coast has always been uh, really amazing to go visit. You know, Maine especially. Uh, the last couple of times up there has been uh, interesting, to say the least. We've had a lot of fun and all kinds of craziness up in Portland, for sure. Especially last time I was in Portland, that was definitely uh, uh, an interesting time. We had a really good time up there, but it was... Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I think I talked about it on a few weeks channel coming back from the from the club the one night back to the hotel was like a wilder scene than I've seen in most other cities. I've been <laughs> just walking back. This guy was, they had an undercover cop try to buy acid from me for like the better part of 45 minutes before I got the bouncer to throw him out semi-violently. That was fun. And then, uh, <laughs> and then walking home, there was a guy who was uh, trying to fight the, like the next person that walked by him. And then when he saw, I was like, a good eight inches taller than him and dreads he like backed off and kept cursing and saying he was going to fight somebody and then the cops were looking for him and i was walking down the road and this guy uh, was blacked out behind the wheel of his car and was just like slumped over his wheels so i tapped on his window his engine was running his foot was on the brake but he was at a stop sign so i tapped on the window it was like yo dude like you need to pull over like you clearly shouldn't be driving like i'm i'm not a cop i'm trying to save you but you know, please don't drive like just pull over and and you know be in a safe spot where no one's gonna fuck with you well so i walk past, he just gives me the finger and and i walk like keep going and walk past him so i walk down and go to my hotel finally and i'm standing out front smoking a bowl and i see this cop car like cruise up and then i'm like ah oh, fuck man somebody called the cops on me like I don't feel like paying a fine tonight. This is bullshit. So the cop pops out and immediately like pulls his gun and holds it low and walks towards this guy and they order him on the ground and all that. And there's this guy that was like breaking shit and smash going off. He was the guy that tried to fight me that had kind of slowly followed behind me later on. But the, the second cop car comes down the hill and pulls up behind the guy who's blacked out at the stop sign. And then they like blip the lights and don't respond. So he gets out and realizes he gets arrested. And it was like watching like an episode of Jerry Springer while I'm sitting in front of the hotel smoking this bowl. The middle of the intersection, yeah, live. <laughs> Just walking back from, from getting a couple of drinks after one of the conferences on a Saturday night or whatever it was. It was so funny. Yeah, I, I wish I could have made the conferences this year, but, it but was, uh, uh, I wanted to go to the Humboldt one. But I just couldn't but get it to line up. Definitely go to the, uh, if you're up in Boston, it's about two and a half, three hours from there. Um, you know, come check it out, hang out with us. Uh, the seed swap is definitely worth it on Sunday. You'll get, you know, especially if you bring stuff to share, um, you'll definitely get quite a few seeds. And um, you know, even if you have a bunch of cool vegetable seeds or something, you know, people don't care. Like, uh, as long as you have something to trade, uh, people are pretty down for whatever. Like, I definitely have gotten some super cool vegetable seeds from some of the people in the community as well, not just cannabis seeds. So um, definitely check that out. Um, I was, I haven't had time to tally up all the hours. I think pretty sure we're like it's 680 or 700 hours of the podcast now or something crazy like that. So uh, I got to go back and finish tallying it up, but we're, we're getting pretty far along. Some of our episodes were six or eight hours long there for a little while. And uh, a little too long, I think, because a lot of people just don't have time to listen to that. But um, I don't know. It's been fun. I certainly, uh, certainly can't believe I'm, it's six years later and we're almost episode 300. And uh, there's, you know, 
half a million people that listen to us on uh, SoundCloud and a little bit more than that on iTunes and uh, YouTube. We've had over almost 1.1 million views for the podcast episodes across all of our YouTube episodes. And uh, wow. yeah, just thank you to everybody that's helped make the show awesome. We we're on about a 270 different RSS feeds as far as podcasts, different sites and all. So you can find us on pretty much anything now. Um, and uh, yeah, just thank you to everybody. It's been uh, a wild ride. Um, one thing I did want to throw up here, if you guys are also interested in, uh, in it, we do have a whole bunch of cool t-shirts just for aquaponic cannabis. Jesse, uh, who was in chat earlier, has made all these shirts. Lots of cool ones. Um, uh, different, you know, fish smoking weed and uh, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So, um, you know, <laughs> if you're interested, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> if you're interested in that kind of stuff, we have the podcast one. And then also just, uh, you know, I grow my weed with fish. And it's just a bunch of cool, cool, cheeky ones. She puts some new ones on there regularly. You know, if something doesn't sell, she'll take it down. It's like world's dopest mom, aquaponic weed wizard. Uh, and then, you know, this one's kind of cool too. Sorry about the cat in the background, but you know, aquaponic cannabis, high quality. Anyways, if you guys are interested in supporting the show, you can check that out. And uh, yeah. So the link is in the description of the channel as well. We don't talk about that too much, but if you guys do want some, you can definitely get them over there. Are you bringing, are you bringing yeah. back the uh, the virtual aquaponic conference again this fall? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have a new one. I think what we're going to do this year is have, like, a scientist or a study or explanatory talk and then, like, a producer and then kind of alternate back and forth this year is kind of the game plan. Um, I think we kind of semi did that last year and then the format worked really well and I think it gives kind of a good blend of the different levels that people are on as far as background and education on the, on the different topics. And it kind of helps people, you know, blend all those different things and not feel like they're, you know, hey, maybe you didn't totally understand this talk, but you totally understand the next one, right? Kind of thing. So, and uh, yeah, super excited yeah. about that. And uh, we're gonna be, uh, I, I usually worry about that after 420. Yeah, yeah, a little early, but slammed until april so usually once may comes around and we're starting to get into planting then i usually start worrying about getting everybody booked up but i already have uh about 12 people already kind of uh, lined up already for this year and then a couple of more that i'm pretty sure they're gonna lock in and then we'll, we'll fill out the rest of it we might it depends if we can get enough people i want to do three days instead of two but we'll see awesome man yeah sounds like you're set up pretty good for a, another good year that's why I was, a lot more, that's where I was a lot going more, with all of that. Yeah, a lot more producers. There's a lot more colleges doing white papers and studies on this stuff now. So there's just a lot more content um, that, that is available and people wanting to talk about it. Whereas, like, I mean, Marty and I started this, like, we still had to argue with people that it would even work, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and now it's like, not only that, but we have an international conference of people growing, you know, and Switzerland and South Africa and Australia and you know the US and Canada and you know it's, there's no debating it. <laughs> yeah, the, the concept's proven at this point. Exactly. Yep. Well, um, 
you guys have anything else you wanted to mention? If not, maybe we'll uh, we'll start to wrap up the show. Does anybody in chat have anything else they wanted to ask uh, the three of us? Uh, well, I guess we'll wait a couple minutes um, or a few minutes to see if anybody else has anything they want to ask in chat. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, uh, there's definitely been times too where like I've had different things. I mean, you guys know my mom passed away and some other stuff. And you know, coming on the podcast was like one of the best things to come on to because like everything else didn't matter. It was this fun community where we could just hang out and talk about weed and and hopefully that can you know this podcast has been that way for you guys that have been on the show and and uh, listening to the show and uh, you know hopefully this has been a bit of a refuge for you and uh, shit kind of sucks too yeah i know it's i know it's uh helped me get through the last couple of years for sure it's been nice to to be invited on so i really appreciate the time oh yeah we definitely love uh definitely a lot of people that put out a lot of content and take the time to um you know there's certainly a lot of awesome people in chat and a lot of people over the years that have been uh, in chat you know 80 90 percent of the episodes uh and uh we're very appreciative of you guys i know certainly fumi too fumi's got a a viciously loyal fan base that's on there uh quite high absolutely yeah yeah, whenever you basically get frustrated, and it's extremely easy, as you've said a few times, to get frustrated. You said you got frustrated at the two-year mark and so forth. Uh, people like the kind of viciously loyal fans will always remind you that actually they really quite enjoy the show and it's really a meaningful thing for them and on and on and on. It's, it's, it's always uh, a very, uh, I don't know, re-inspiring. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's you know, at least for me, being a, a guest on most of these shows, it's that's usually the best part is after the show's over, you, know, you go to bed, you're like, well, that was fun. You wake up the next day and you've got three, four, sometimes five, you know, DMs in your Instagram. Hey man, appreciate, you know, taking the time. It was nice to hear you talk, you know, thanks for making me think about something or teaching me something. Or, hey, what do you think about, you know, insert question here. Like that's, to me, that's, that's what keeps bringing me back is is the positivity that that feeds full circle so thanks for having the platforms both of you guys i don't have my own yet i'm still trying to figure it out but uh, it's always fun hopping on and giving you guys hell and being with people that are like-minded so congrats on the six years man and thanks for always being there for me you're on when like hardly anybody else is on (laughs) Especially Fumi, we get going sometimes all night. I've literally gone till dawn on Fumi's show. Hundred percent, Candy Forest Farmer would come on or whatever. Or, you know, Ozzy was on there. We would we literally go on until I was like, "Man, I gotta cut this fucking feed." It's like the dawn is coming. <laughs> chickens, I can hear chickens got roosting. You know, we gotta cut the feed. Yeah, we haven't done that many long shows uh, uh, since then, but we do have like five-hour shows pretty regularly. Anyway, you're welcome. That's what we say on the say on the show. We say you're welcome. So you're welcome. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you again to the awesome community over the years. Uh, you know, we've, uh, we've had a hell of a lot of people listen to the show over the years, and uh, it's certainly fun. And then the other cool thing I wanted to also thank everybody is I can pretty much go to any major city on the planet now and, and get weed within an hour or two. It's great. Like I, even when I was traveling in Africa, like, as long as I was in a major city, I could get weed pretty quickly, even just through my through my social media. So you guys are awesome. That's <laughs> gotta be cool. You know who you are. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> gotta be cool, man. <laughs> but um, 
And uh, anyway, so if you guys ever have any ideas for guests and stuff, you should email me at potentponics at gmail.com. Um, big shout out to Mr. Green for the awesome weed. I've been smoking it uh, quite a bit lately. Um, he's also these amazing jars that have his face on it. Kind of awesome. <laughs> Still trippy to me to think about this guy that I used to like watch over and over and over again. I'm smoking this weed and he was on my show for a change. And I don't know, just fucking head trip for me today. And it's fun. I turned my birthday is on Saturday too, which is kind of cool. So all of this has kind of been like a fun birthday present. Happy birthday, man. Thanks. So. All right, everybody. Well, uh, Cascadia, how do people find you? Instagram, Cascadian Grown. Uh, if you're lucky enough, you'll see me on a show or in the chat room here on YouTube. Awesome. What about you, Fumi? Uh, website is uh, fumidoro.com. You can also type chronictable.com. It redirects to the same place. Uh, you can also type fumesofgoldseeds.com. Uh, YouTube channel is Fumidor and the Flavors. Uh, and I'd be honored if you guys uh, come take a look. I also, by the way, do photo contests every month pretty much at, uh, at Portland Cannabis Tasting Society over on uh, Instagram. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening in. Awesome. Well, um... Uh, you can find me at Potent Ponics, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, all the things. Um, Marty was on earlier. He's AP Meds on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, all the things. Um, Mr. Green was on. You can find him in the description here. Uh, I Grow Chronic and uh, JD Green's YouTube channel. Uh, Josh was also on earlier uh, of Dutch Blooms uh, on uh, Dutch underscore Blooms uh, on um Instagram and uh, regenerativeorganiccannabis.com for uh, the website for the conference. Um, am I forgetting anybody? I think that was everybody, right? I think so. Okay. If I forget anybody, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, alrighty, guys. Um, it's been a fun episode. It's been a long week. Uh, thank you, all of you. Uh, we have on Monday, uh, Arizona... Hold on a second, I'll tell you here. Arizona. Sir Dirty, by the way, is saying AP Meds. Did you say his name? AP Meds, just in case. Yep. So we have Arizona Green Desert. So Fumi, that's the guy that had the funky um, freak show. That was super tasty. That guy was cool. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a super cool guy. Uh, Travis, I want to say is his name. Travis. Super yep. chill dude. Really cool vibe. You guys are yes. going to dig it. He'll be our guest on Monday, so that'll be fun. And then um, I'll be, we won't have a show next Thursday. Uh, and then we'll be back again um, uh, at some point after that. Uh, I may or may not be doing an episode on Thursday. Right now, it looks like Thursday, April 1st or March 30th. I don't remember which day it is. Anyways, not important uh, at the moment. It's the 31st. <laughs> 31st, that one. Thank you. Um, March 31st. Um, <laughs> it's the Sorry. one in between the two. It wasn't I'm the 30th and it wasn't the first. Between the hash and Mr. Green's weed, I'm quite lit. Um, so uh, uh, I, right now the plan is to do an episode in person with Dirt Man Dan and uh, the Cannabis Professor because we all happen to, we're going to be all within a very short distance from each other. So we're going to get together. 
but I, it's not set in stone yet. I got to finish finalizing all that, but that's the plan. Um, it might not be on Thursday. It might be Wednesday that week or it might be Friday that week. I, I don't know. We're just going to see when everybody can get together and we're going to do some kind of hour or two long episode with the three of us hanging out. Uh, and then we're also going to do a meetup in Philly, um, some in North Philly. If everyone wants to get together, um, we're going to have a, because uh, I'm going to go back and see my dad and um, visit some other people. Mr. Uh, the cannabis professor happens to live pretty close to my pops as well as start man Dan. So we're going to do some fun stuff together, but we're going to have a night probably Thursday or Friday, whichever night we don't do the podcast. Um, we're going to get together and do a uh, kind of a, maybe a bar meetup or something or a place where uh, we won't get harassed too much. So we'll have fun. So if you're in Philadelphia or New Jersey, you know, hit me up. We'll, we'll get together. If you have a cannabis facility, in Philadelphia area or New Jersey, um, hit me up because uh, I'd love to go film some East Coast grows. Uh, that'd be fun. Um, otherwise, uh, yeah, thank you everybody. Thank you for Mr. Green for coming on. Thank you for the awesome uh, gift package. Uh, we do have a book. Uh, we're not gonna give it away today. I think we're gonna wait until somebody has like a, an auction or something that they need to have, uh, um, you know, I want to make sure we use it for something good and and give it to somebody who's great. So uh, we do have some some cool copies of his books that we're going to give away when uh, when it's appropriate. By the way, I have a silly question here, but I've been uploading this Nick Risen uh, interview for quite literally twenty six hours. It has now it's officially told me two hours and fifty nine minutes. Pardon me for the beeping. Two hours and fifty nine minutes left. Should I premiere it tonight at one a.m. or should I wait until tomorrow? What would people prefer? If you want views, you should do it like 7 p.m. But yeah, that's probably true. I would probably wait. All right. But what I'll also, what day of the week is tomorrow? It's Friday. So better Friday. off doing shit on Mondays. Damn it. Like More, if you're asking uh, strictly analytically, Mondays are the best day. Hmm. Bowl of Seeds is saying tonight. See, Bowl of Seeds is uh, spontaneous. Atomic saying, do it! He'll watch. We'll see. I'll flip a coin. You guys make good points, though. Sad. Depends. Depends how much you want the metrics. I never, I mean, my channel never really gets any metrics. It's one of those things, like, all of my subscribers will watch it, but, but nobody else will watch it. So. Oh, if you're not worried about that, then just release it. Yeah, I suppose so. Hopefully it'll be the first of many. Yeah, maybe I'll just release it. Shit. We'll see. I'll flip a coin. Thank you, folks. <laughs> Keep us saying tonight. What what days can people find you uh, on your show? Tuesdays. Uh, at least if you're not in Australia, then apparently it's one day later or whatever. But I don't know. It's very confusing. They're also their toilets flush backwards or something. Anyway, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays at seven, and Saturdays at eight. Pacific. And some of your guests even fight kangaroos. They do, yeah. Ozzy is actually world famous now. He's gotten like five million views for basically having a fist fight with a kangaroo. It was the kangaroo's fault too. It was kangaroo who had it coming basically. Yeah, Ozzy was in the right the man. What do you want? I mean, I'm, I'm a stick behind my friend, but you know, also, uh, a kangaroo was vicious. Should have seen his face, man. Fucking kangaroo. <laughs> well, I'd be St. Patty's Day to everybody. Thank you all for your support <laughs> over the last six years. 
Uh, again, we've had you know well over a million views individually across all the different platforms now. And we're getting close to about a million and a half almost. So um, thank you all for, for that. And uh, you know, uh, we'll keep going. We're gonna keep bringing on awesome guests. We have a ton of cool people lined up in the, in the queue. Uh, we have a bunch of people that I'm trying to get a hold of right now. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of having a new challenge as far as guests. Uh, also, please, if you can get a hold of Hamilton and uh, somehow guilt him into coming on the show, I will love you forever. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, if you have somebody from the weed past or something, uh, I, I had the idea of maybe trying to get Uncle Fester on just for the sake of shits and grins, but I think it's too off base for our normal content. But it would be fun to try and hunt him down the interview. <laughs> yeah, now you now you got me thinking of who else who else is out there that's hard to get all the. Yeah, so if somebody has any ideas, uh, Mr. Green was certainly in in the upper echelons of hard ones to hunt down. So uh, give me give me a new challenge as far as that goes. That'd be fun. Willie Nelson. I've I have his granddaughter's cell phone number on my phone to it i could probably well i don't know if he does phone though i don't know if he does interviews like that does he you did just basically challenge us yeah but i it has to be someone that still does public interviews like oh does i see what you mean all right i mean someone that's uh, like actually dude, i am convinced that keanu reeves smokes weed yeah he has a cbd thing oh okay so that's probably why i'm convinced yeah, I didn't even realize that. That's probably I, guy I just figured he was a stoner. I thought it'd be fun to try and get Mike Tyson on too. That'd be fun. That's a risky one. You want to talk about parrots? You guys, Potent has said this before. People don't know this. Actually, Mike Tyson is one of the top like three pigeon breeders in the world. That's not a joke. That's not like some stupid joke that yeah, was just he, made up. He has like every award for pigeon breeding that's like possible for a human being. And I, if you think I'm fucking with you, look it up. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for watching. Um, you can find us again on Monday. Um, uh, we're going to be trying to... Westport is saying David Hasselhoff. Get the Hoff. The Hoff? Does he smoke weed? Like, if he doesn't, I, we're going to get him to. <laughs> we're going to tell him on the older side, you know, you might have arthritis, joint pain. You're going to need some freaking uh, uh, fancy-ass uh, potent ponics weed. We're going we're gonna to convert him. That's something we could do. We could get a non-weed-smoking celebrity and convert them into a weed-smoking celebrity. I feel like that would be better if it was like an in-person thing where I could like force the bong on them. <laughs> well, forcing, I don't know about that, but uh, oh, enticing no, no. them mean, to gen- smoke. Gen- with, uh, gently suggesting, I think is what I meant to say. Passing <laughs> the can of <Gura. laughs> Like a puff? No, can of, never mind. That, that's a joke for your show. Never mind. <laughs> Speaking of which, by the way, how is the uh, the uh, the Bible OG uh, uh, fertilizer line going? That, that's We've got cool. our uh, the, the the Moses foliar parts the Red Sea, uh, gets rid of all uh, mites, whether they be uh, I don't know plagues of Egypt or not. Let's see what else is there. Yeah, it's some. I, you know, I think it'd be fun to get a bunch of the cannabis because. Actually, no, three or four other cannabis people would do stand up. It'd be fun to do like a whole like live stream and have like 
like a whole stand-up night or something that'd be cool maybe have like a charity thing or something that we could get like that's a fun idea one of the fire uh charities or somebody that needs the money maybe do some kind of you know do some kind of thing around it'd be dope yeah that could be fun yeah comedy comedy and weed go together pretty well exactly right um so Alrighty, guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. Uh, again, we're going to try and do two episodes a week uh, as much as possible. It won't be every week, but we're going to try. Um, I'm also going to be traveling for about a week and a half, and I'm not going to have uh, time to do episodes. Um, you know, maybe one episode during that. So uh, I do have some pre-recorded stuff that's going to go up while I'm out and away. But um, we're not going to have an episode uh, a week from today. Um, Eve, pure apple sugar sweetener. Even though, of course, we know sweeteners basically bullshit, but I mean, you have to sell more bottles. Eve, she picked up the apple, right? Uh, apple sugar, probably it's good. Organic apple sugar, sweetener. Apple sugar. He's not impressed. Good. He's not impressed. Never mind. It was. Yeah. Uh, if you're mixing, oh no, no, no! If you're mixing, there's a like, delicate balance to this. If you're mixing cannabis distillate into coconut oil or sunflower oil or whatever oil like plant oil that you're mixing it with um uh apple sugar is really good for neutralizing the taste of the cannabis so we're trying to just neutralize that like hashy resin taste it's really good at neutralizing it and binding it up so it does not as loud on the tongue but anyways that's a a, a different discussion for a different episode but there you go uh, one last uh, little tip for you guys for the episode uh, Again, you can find us SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, uh, YouTube for the video version, uh, and then everything else for, for audio. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you all again. I can't thank you guys enough for six years of awesome support. Uh, it's certainly uh, been an amazing ride and uh, hopefully many more years to come. <laughs>